Yo, what up, everybody? Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers. And guys, it's episode 18 tonight. We got a second helping coming at you. We got some Jack and Cheese. We got Chad Dallas, Jack Dallas coming back with us. This is a, a big episode for Chad. He's setting a record for being here with us. Four-time guest, man. Jack's coming for a second time. We got a lot to unpack and a lot to talk about. Um, so I just, I just want to get right to it, man. I don't want to waste any time talking to you fools. I want to bring on our guest with the biggest interview in podcasting this week. We got Blue Jays prospect Chad Dallas and Phillies prospect Jack Dallas joining us. All right, Jack, Chad, the Dallas boys are back. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing, doing good. good for having us. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that can't see, the drip that Chad Dallas has right now is just on another level. He's got a <laughs> denim button down, and, and it's looking mighty fine. Two buttons down before it actually starts, you know, you know, showing some stuff, but anyhow, no sleeves, backwards hat, amazing, immaculate stash. He's got a little, a little neck curtain forming in the back. He, he's looking good. Daniel, let me <laughs> ask you real quick. Esmeralda came on here with her Louis Vuitton sneakers. Like, who's got more drip, man? I don't know. Oh, it's I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> to me, Louis shoes that you never wear. Yeah, it's not like weird flex. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did Esmeralda have that stash? I don't think she did. Uh, God, God, I'd hope not. <laughs> did she yeah. have bigger arms than cheese? Maybe. 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 Fine with me. But let's let's not forget about Jack. Jack, you know, before the interview started, he said, you know, I do have sleeves on my shirt tonight. And he did mention that he is now a dad, and that's one of the things that you got to do. You got to start acting like a dad and dressing like a dad. You're a, a pair of cargo shorts and Birkenstocks <laughs> with socks away from flipping burgers yeah. on, on a Saturday, bro. Some sandals, maybe. Well, hey, whatever fits, you know, whatever fits, <laughs> you know, a nice little polo tucked in. I mean, it, I think you, I think you could rock that for sure. What kind of shoes are you wearing? Though? Like, you got New Balances on? All white. No, I'm not rocking the New Balances. I, I kind of stick to my Converse. That's about that's about what I'm rocking everywhere I go. So you haven't Converse given up completely fans. like the rest of us. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> you can't even categorize us the same, Randy, because you actually dress business like, and I dress like Adam Sandler every day. So like... <laughs> it's true. So Jack, the last time we talked, obviously you now have become a father. Uh, beautiful baby girl. Am I correct? That's right. Yep. Turned How... a year. How old? She's a, a year old. Uh, she turned a year old a month ago yesterday. Is she, is she running and walking? Oh my god, man, she's out of control. It's it's over with, man. Yeah, she's over. out of control. But man, what what is the biggest thing so far that you've that you've unex you know unexpectedly had to learn between what you thought being a dad was and this first year into it? 
Well, I mean, probably, like, the biggest thing was, like, everybody tells you, like, how much they're going to mean to you and, like, how quick, like, your world changes. And that part is, like, 100% true. Like, somebody can pop into your life out of nowhere and they just, they completely take over your life. So I'd say the biggest thing that, you know, I've realized about being a dad is uh, just the, the amount of time that, that you get to spend with them is really awesome. That, that's what I'd say is the biggest part. On, on a scale of one to 10, one being needs a shit ton of work and <laughs> 10 being is on point. Mm-hmm. Where does Chad rank as far as being an uncle? Oh, that that is a no-brainer. Cheese is a 9.6 rated uncle. Still 9.6 rated uncle. He's still he, like he just he's got that brother in him. He just couldn't give you that 10. No, I couldn't, can't get could, the 10. couldn't do it. We got we gotta always find something to work on. I don't think diapers. That's that's my flaw. Yeah, he doesn't that's it, the point it, four. If he if he changed diapers, he may go up to like an eleven, maybe. Well, you said she's running now. I mean, you think she could beat Cheese in a foot race? <sighs> Not yet, but she's really close. She can almost beat me in a race. At, at least if we run long distance, she you, can definitely. You pitchers ain't got far to run. Y'all ain't worried. No, no. no. beating us soon. <laughs> so, Cheese, let me go to you for a second, oh, Uncle Cheese. Now. Talk to me about, about Canada, man. What What's it like? What do you love about it? What do you not love about it? It was good. I, I, was, shit. I, I was there for about six months, I think. Um, and I liked it. At, now, at the beginning, it was way too cold. You know, a little snow flurry here and there uh, in the games. It rained every day. Uh, had a lot of rainouts, which in that long of a season doesn't always hurt the players' feelings. Um, but it, you just got tired of it. But it was it was beautiful. The McDonald's is better <laughs> than American McDonald's. It feels cleaner, feels fresher. Which now sometimes I like. I like the, I like the you know the greasy McDonald's back in America. I missed it, but uh, now nah, it, it was good and it was cool to see that part. Uh, obviously, I've never I've never been to Canada before, so it was cool to see that. And then. Uh, Oregon and Washington um, had never been that far north or west, so that was really cool as well. Definitely, that's some of my favorite parts of the country for sure. So, talk to us specifically: is there was there any was there a culture shot? Not just from America to Canada, but talk specifically from Knoxville to Vancouver. What was that big shock? Mm. Well, st- a, a little bit. We stayed on uh, the University of British Columbia's campus. Um, so it's almost like the perfect question since it's campus to campus. Uh, but what I've told a couple people is that some things that you would see on that campus is almost like that it was a commercial, like they were filming for a commercial about the, about the school. And when I say that, there was many times where I would see people um, and the, they had this uh, 100-yard turf field in the middle of campus just to do whatever you wanted. And you would see a group of three or four people standing probably five to 10 feet away from each other, not far at all, tossing a Frisbee. And that was just things that you only see in commercials or movies. And it would throw me off when I'd walk past. I'm like, bro, get some range or something, you know, like it was, I don't know. They're, but they're very active um, up there and like a ton of rollerblading, ton of biking. And you, so they and, actually and had the quad the, that you see in movies where everybody's just like get along doing their thing. Yeah, pit, all the picnics all around. 
Um, and yeah, and then, you know, like Knoxville and I would assume just about every other campus around America, you know, you're hopping in an Uber, you're not biking, you know, you're hopping <laughs> no. in an Uber. I don't even want to, man. I'm, I'm that really confirms that I'll probably never go to Canada. I, I got to get an Uber. <laughs> he he lost but, me at the cold, man. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got a question for you, man. We've had some Canadian guests on and they swear by this meat by the scoop, man. Talk to me about that. You said you go to McDonald's. They got meat by the scoop at Mickey D's. I, I didn't have that, but I will give a shout out for all of my Canadian friends and all the Canadian friends of y'all's and Jack's uh, poutine. You know, that's that's going to be in the Dallas household forever from here on out. It is. It, I don't know if, and if you don't know what that is, it's like fries um, with gravy, cheese curds. Uh, oh, my God. Who, who, hold on. Which, which one which one brought it up, though? Was it was it Grace or Nolan? One of somebody brought that up and said that was it was, a must it was her. It was a girl for sure. It, it was Grace. Yeah. OK, man. Big boys like me and JD over here, <laughs> we can get into stuff like that. So it was, it, it was, me too. It was good to get some of that. Let me ask you, have you heard from anybody up there? Did they say y'all ever? Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it, did they really say <laughs> A a lot? A, bud. Uh, kind of hockey terms. Everybody talks in hockey terms, hockey slang, I guess. So did you have to get with Drew Gilbert to talk like them? Because I mean, this is Minnesota, Canada. What's the real difference? <laughs> I had I had a buddy who um, is from the same area as uh, Drew, and uh, he was with us for the first half of the season. So he kind of helped me out with some of the slang. Do you remember when Liam said he wanted to learn Spanish? I just thought back <laughs> about that. An Australian <laughs> with speaking Spanish. Yeah, and I you know I haven't asked him that question. But I, I would put a lot of money on it that he does not he's, – he's nowhere near fluent yet. <laughs> hey, you know, we talk about how you came on here with the drip and everything. Look, Randy will tell you, Daniel will tell you, we hooked our, our buddy Mike on the mic podcast up. You know, Liam comes on with you guys. He's in a stairwell. He's got a hat. He's kind of looking suspicious, right? He comes, yeah. on this, he comes on this show, hair all gelled, man, fresh out the shower, clean, dressed up. And I'm like, damn, Liam, you do us like that. <laughs> I don't know what yeah I don't know what that is it must have had a, a date or something I don't know oh caught him at the right time but Jack <laughs> man I want to talk to you about uh you know I was reading a story and you know I was paying attention to every guest that we've had on uh all, all three of us guys were every every guest we've had on this show when it came to the draft and uh you know saw that you weren't selected but obviously didn't take long for you to get signed and, and in the article that I read it talked about how you were never worried and then furthermore, it talks about the story of how you found out. And I don't want to tell a story. I want you to tell a story. Talk about how you found out you got signed and what was going on that day and all that. Yeah, so it was a, it was a pretty crazy day. Um, after the draft Wednesday, you know, kind of disappointed about not getting, getting my name called. But, you know, I wasn't going to lose faith anytime soon. So we had a, a family vacation plan. So we went up to the river. And basically there was no service at the river. So I'm just up there. I'm trying to take my mind off it. I don't want to be any more upset than I already am. So I'm up at the river and, you know, we're doing river things at the river. So we're having a good time. And, uh, you know, the, about three o'clock Thursday afternoon, there's about like 20 people calling a guy, the only guy who has service there. And they're like, dude, you got to get Jack on the phone with somebody. The Phillies have been trying to call him for like an hour. So I rushed like 
20 minutes up the hill in my in my uh, fiance's dad's truck with him. We get up to the hill, get some service, finally get in contact with the guy. And he's like, all right, well, I'll call you about an hour and a half. So I'm just sitting up at the hill basically for like an hour waiting on a phone call. And, you know, waited a little bit longer and then finally got the call. And, you know, it was awesome. It, unexplainable moment. So, like, you know, you say unexplainable moment. You you find out the, the Phillies want you. And then, so, obviously, you make that drive back down the hill. I mean, how exciting, though, is that? Because you're with your family. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, no different than you would be on draft day. You get to go down there and tell them news. Just, like, talk about how that all, you know, was and how great it felt. You know, it really was awesome. My, you know, I can picture the moment like it was yesterday. Um, my, my fiance is holding our daughter. And, you know, I'm trying to choke back tears, just, you know, it's just a a dream come true. You know, everybody wants to play professional baseball and to get the opportunity, somebody taking a chance on me and giving me a shot, Uh, just seeing, you know, family members, friends, all that. It was, it it was literally, I can see it like it was yesterday. So like, you know, could you ever have imagined, I mean, you and your brother, man, you grow up, you're competitive, y'all are ball players, but like, could you have ever imagined now that this has happened and you've seen what would happen with Chad the previous year and getting drafted, that you would both be professional baseball players? I mean, really, like it's a, it's a dream that every kid has, but could you have ever foreseen it really coming to fruition like that? No, honestly, no. And the, the, the crazy part about it is, I mean, our spring training facilities are literally less than 10 minutes next to each other. So it's like, it, it's already crazy that, you know, we're, we're playing professional baseball. You know, it's something we've always talked about and dreamed of growing up and worked for, but, but the fact that it's actually true and, you know, he, he's on the West coast and I'm, I'm down in Florida and I'm staying up till one o'clock in the morning, just trying to watch his games. It was, it, all of it still doesn't seem real. It, it's hard to believe still. Well, it's it's very real, Jack, because um, we can we can do a little Google search of you guys, and you got stats and all kinds of shit in there, man. But you know, my my biggest question to you is, how do you balance all the time? You're you're traveling, you're playing pro baseball, you're a dad, you got a fiance, you're having to look after your boy Chad. You know, like <laughs> how do how do you do it all, man? Uh, you know, it, having my fiance, you know, she takes care of my daughter. Like she, she stayed back while I went to Florida and, you know, the support system, her family, my family, my sister, you know, her brother, like just the, our friends, the people who have just, you know, gathered around us to help us make all this possible and a little bit easier for the both of us. I don't want to take a lot of credit because I'm out there playing baseball and, you know, I'm trying to do my best. A lot of, a lot of late night FaceTimes, you know, talking to, to Drew, watching her grow up over the phone is tough, but uh, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, I'm going to make it all worth it. You seen the movie, the rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you're not an old man, but I like, I could picture like, <laughs> you know, out there changing diapers and then going out there and throwing some pictures. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. She- Cheese, man, I got to go back to you, man. I got to go back. So we talked about it. You're playing for the Vancouver Canadians. Not very, you know, creative name, I got to tell you. But <laughs> talk to me about what's going well, maybe what's not going well. We see what's going well. The stash is going well. The hair's going well. The sleeves are going really well. The, um, well, like you said, all that's going well. But the, um, 
you know, as of right now, I ended on a good note. So uh, just kind of looking forward to the things um, that I got ahead of me. I got to go back to Florida here in a couple of weeks for a camp. Um, uh, but some, you know, some things that didn't go too well was, you know, I had a little bit of struggle this uh, at the first half of the season, which looking back at it, I like it because uh, it's early in my career. And now I can uh, look back at that time, uh, you know, when, when um, failure comes back into the um, career. Uh, but it was just a lot of not doubt at first, uh, but just a lot of, I was given, you know, the other team way too much credit, just thinking them, thinking of them as, you know, these top dog professional hitters, which they are, I won't, you know, you can't uh, take credit away from them, but you can't give them too much credit. Uh, and then, you know, after a couple outings of, you know, not the best performances, uh, just kind of my mental game was messed up for a little bit. And like Jack said earlier, our support system is uh, very big and uh, very, uh, it's a key role in our career and it helps a ton. Uh, but it was, a, I was in a tough spot for a little bit. Um, but, you know, I got out of that, started to, you know, kind of get back to my old ways and ended up on a, a good note towards the end of the year, uh, which made me very happy and, and excited for what else is to come. Um, and then some more good news is now I get two of my siblings' weddings coming up in the off season, and I don't think anybody hates a good wedding reception, so... <laughs> okay, I gotta ask you, man. We still, we still gonna have this. This is the stash still gonna be there, just like it is right now for the wedding photos. Yeah, siblings can't. No, they can't change this. <laughs> <laughs> if, I love if, it. If you wear sleeves to this wedding, I don't even know. I don't even know you. <laughs> I wear it. Jack, wear Jack's wife might have a, a say in that. Sleeves hey, to the wedding. Hey, the wedding's in Vegas, so you never know. Oh, it's in Vegas. Oh man, yeah. what happens there? You know, that's right. I, I'm waiting. I, on my, I, I need my invite now. I'm like, what's up? I'm trying to <laughs> check this thing out. No oh. doubt. So, so cheese. I understand I this visitor. right. Oh, oh okay. there it is. There is. Can you say hello? <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's perfect. This is the first time on the show. My yeah. three-year-old tried to come in earlier, and I kicked him right in the face. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck out of here," you know. But no, you don't do it to him yet. They're still cute then. And plus, he'll be four in a week. I figured he's good if, for if she re, If she repeats the F-bomb, Randy, you're in trouble, bro. Oh, I apologize. She, she's <laughs> heard way worse. It's okay. Yeah, right, like, I think my kid's trying to come back in. I might, Y'all might see me dropkick him again. But look, cheese, <laughs> back to you, man. We So uh, you couldn't – you don't leave Canada. Every All the games in Canada? No. So, so we are the only minor league team in Canada. So we play – uh, we had a six-team league, uh, which is very small for minor leagues. And we played, I think it was um, three teams in Oregon, two in Washington. And we had, I think, one time throughout the year that we had a two-week homestand. And then one time throughout the year that we had a two-week uh, away stand. So every single week going back and forth across the border, which – Got pretty old, but like I said, that part of the country is beautiful. So you got to see a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, a lot of travel up there. No, absolutely. So you mentioned something earlier. It took you a while to kind of get into your groove and not giving them the credit. Do you think that not having the goggles affected you? Not having <laughs> your, you know, I mean, I'm just wondering. I see the stash, but I, I didn't see the goggles. I saw you with no goggles and it really threw me for a loop. 
So talk to me about that, man. Did you have to wear them again to get back in the groove of things? Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, but well, that's I what took say, you so long. <laughs> that, thought, that thought did cross my mind, and that's where I, that's just where I was mentally, kind of not trying to find excuses, but trying to find something that, like, uh, you know, maybe to take some of the blame off or something. Uh, trying to figure something out, I guess. Uh, but uh, so I didn't put the glasses back on, but I would go back and watch games from college. Um, because like I said, it, at one point baseball uh, in the season, it was, you know, a couple weeks if that, but I really wasn't enjoying it and I've never had that experience. So it, it really sucked. And so I went back and, you know, watched some of the happiest baseball moments of my life, which was at Tennessee, uh, this far in my career. And, uh, and it, it just, you know, it brought back memories and a lot of joy just to watch and getting to watch the Tennessee guys this past season, you know, that made it even better being so close with those guys and watching them succeed. Um, and then getting to watch my brother obviously finish, uh, his season. And then towards the end of the year, getting to listen to him, uh, while he started his pro career was really awesome as well. So let me ask you, you know, uh, you're talking about your brothers from Tennessee and everything. What's it like not having Pavoloni behind the dish, man? I bet that I bet that was an adjustment within itself, right? Yeah, it was it was weird, uh, especially especially because of how close me and Pav were. And me and my catchers uh with the Canadians, we were we were close as well. Um, but when you live with somebody and you never not see that human, it's a, it's a, almost a weird bond how close you are, and it's like a true brotherhood. And so uh, it was weird, uh, but it was the same thing with everybody behind me. You know, I was close with everybody and still am close with all the guys on the Canadians. Uh, but like you said, it took a little while to not see that same robot back there is known as Connor Pavlone. The governor. <laughs> well, well, we got we to gotta ask you, you know, uh, Evans became a staple of this show. Uh, he, he comes on just as much as you do. Uh, you know, being that you, I assume you got to watch a bunch. I mean, how impressed were you that he was able to take on that role as catcher? And then when you look at the the filthy arms that were at Tennessee to be able to catch those guys, like how impressive was that? Uh, man, I tip my cap to that guy, and I'm only going to say it once so he doesn't, you know, his head doesn't blow up. And he's actually blowing my phone up in our fantasy league chat right now, so I'll have to get him to listen to this. But no, it, that was stupid impressive. And um, not only does it show, you know, the the uh, kind of person he is, but also the kind of uh, hard worker he is for the coaches to trust him and put him in that position. And then on another note, with those pitchers that they had this year, because, you know, you see him catching the sliders and stuff, and you're like, like you know, first-year guy doing this. Well, the fastballs are just as impressive because those, you know, I'm glad I wasn't at Tennessee because I couldn't throw <laughs> near as hard as those guys. So uh, yeah, it was we asked him about it. <laughs> it was impressive to watch him uh, take that role on and then thrive in that role, which yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, the the respect factor, Randy. Remember, it goes to Chase Burns because he talked about all the pitchers and he said Chase Burns was the guy that he lost sleep the night before when he had to catch for. And he talked about it too, Cheese. He said that, you know, obviously Ben Joyce, those 103, everybody sees that, the fireman, and then you got those other guys. But he said Chase Burns had so much movement. And then he also said that 
Chase might throw a four seam, but it comes across as like a two seam. So he's got to be ready. Cause I asked him one of the questions and I even put it on TikTok. It got like 35,000 views and it was just a straight up. Is it harder to catch 103 or is it harder to catch, you know, something moving? And he said, look, 103, it's crazy fast and you can't miss. He goes, but catching that movement, he goes, it's something different. And he was able to do that. A lot of people said a lot of things about, you know, they let people steal on him, but and I'm not talking bad about pitchers here, but to me, it seemed like the approach to the pitch was a lot of the reason they were getting a jump before the ball even left their hand. Oh, I don't yeah. think that was all on Evan myself. No, not at all. And oh, yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, the time that I was there, I don't even know if our pitching staff while I was there uh, was the best at holding on runners. Um, and I'm sure old Connor Pavlone would agree with that statement, but uh, you know, I can say I tried my best. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure they did. But, yeah, no, Evan did well. Well, you know, before this episode started, you know, we were talking about uh, how you didn't get to go to game day and, you know, to kind of tie Tennessee baseball, football. Um, you know, what was it like for you, man, seeing the Tennessee baseball guys? They're holding the they're holding the sign up of Tony V. And then, of course, Tony V's coming on game day. And, like, he's he's now, man, just this legendary status and your senior teammates. And, like, Tennessee baseball, it's, you know, it's a it's college game day for Tennessee football, but Tennessee baseball is making its, like, you know, stamp on it. And you were a part of that building process of, of getting that team in that program where it is. So how cool is it just to see those guys, you know, getting their shine even when it comes to football? Yeah, no, I, I love it. And I think they deserve it all. And it's something that um, – you know, if you're a young player uh, and, and you want to take that chance, you should because that staff is going to turn you into a good, a, a very good young man and a hell of a ball player. Um, and it's just the kind of people that they are and, you know, how hard they work. And then the brotherhood uh, through through the team. And uh, shout out to Quentin Everhart, my dog Q. The uh, strength coach is back with the staff. Uh, that's one of the biggest um, behind the scenes for the most part um, person on that staff. And uh, uh, he gets a lot of credit, but he deserves more with, you know, what he's done and especially what he did with helping me get to where I'm at. And um, yeah, those guys deserve everything. And uh, I don't know if Tony V thinks it or not, but coming from me, Tony Vitello runs Knoxville. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Randy won't disagree with you at all. Yeah, that's his city. Look, all I know is he came on here. Look, well, he sent me a message, geez, and he said, you got 30 minutes, period. He said, I'm carving out 30 minutes for you. And uh, surprisingly, it went like 38. And he even told us he would have kept going because I don't think he actually believed that we weren't going to like ask him all the controversial stuff. And we were just going to get to know him. And so yeah. you, you find out, man, that the guy is like, obviously, he's got all the stuff that you see on TV. But, man, he's just a legit good dude and the way he cares about y'all. And so, but with all this, man, I got to ask you, how are you going to recover Saturday after Tennessee loses to LSU? You going to be okay? Oh, Lord. <laughs> He, he's finally bought in. It, it, it finally clicked in him that they he thinks that LSU has a chance. He he was he he was almost ready before the show started to to go there, and now he's all of a sudden just ready to go there. Yeah, no, the boys in orange are gonna be just fine. The purple and gold, I you know I don't know about them. 
but the boys in orange and white. Oh, my bad. Gray and white, since we're pulling out the smoky. I'm a little offended that y'all going to bring those to us. Like, y'all couldn't save those for Bama. I mean, y'all going to come at us like that? That's that's harsh, man. Those things (laughs) are badass. It's a gimmick game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, according according to Twitter, we know what LSU's wearing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tennessee Twitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving on past that. That's a cute leotard you got on, Jimmy. (laughs) Tennessee Twitter is 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 something, man. And Randy told me to leave them alone, but I can't help. They myself. don't miss. But I, I'm I'm feeling better, cheese. I think what happened was when I found out that they were going to be having their fall classic for baseball this upcoming weekend too. I started, you know, getting all hyped about baseball, and then it carried into football. And now I got this belief that now, like LSU is going to win the College World Series. LSU is going to beat Tennessee. It's all it's all happening. But we'll we'll be here arguing about that forever. But I do want to ask you something um, before we turn it back over to Jack. You know, they changed the schedule for this upcoming season. And, you know, me and me and Randy talked to you guys back when uh, we had y'all originally on talking about playing Arkansas and, you know, kind of the that rivalry that y'all had kind of built and how intense that series was. But with that, there is a lot of hype being put on Tennessee and LSU as the preseason number one, number two, and the favorites. So which series as a as a fan now would you look forward to watching more when Tennessee goes to the to Alex Box in Baton Rouge or when they go to Bomb Walker in Fayetteville? Oh man. Uh, I never got to play it either of uh, those schools, which I'm very sad about because you know, I've heard or I've, I've been to a LSU game when I was younger as uh, to watch. I think it was them versus Ole Miss. Uh, I know how that atmosphere is. And I've heard plenty of stories about um, Arkansas's stadium and their fan base, especially in that stadium. Uh, you know, I've seen their fan base, especially in Hoover. But, you know, in Arkansas, they say it's just a different, different breed. Um, but, yeah, I think – you know, I, I think I take the Tennessee LSU um, where, just because, you know, like with um, the, their team that LSU is going to have this year, uh, they're not going to be a team that rolls over for literally anybody in the country. They got some they got some big names on that roster. Um, but, you know, I take them boys in orange against anybody. But that that series will be probably the most watched or most hyped, most looked into series of the season next year. And it's going to be shown, you know, they'll show why it's like that because those games are going to be dog fights every single night. Yeah, I mean, because on paper, we know Tennessee's got the – well, it's not even just on paper, but when you're looking at going into the season on on paper, Tennessee's got the best pitching staff. If you now look at what LSU's brought in with the bats, you can argue they have the best bat lineup. And we're going to find out what's going to win, the pitching or the hitting. Oh yeah, LSU's got some catching up to do in the past two years as well. So, don't they? Last so, time we saw LSU in Knoxville, though, you know, yeah, I'm home we, crying, you know, didn't we, cheese? That, that was the other thing that that Vol Twitter hit me with. That pulmonary crime photo, they hit me with that about three <laughs> or four different damn times. That was a good one. That was a good. That's a good picture. Well, Jack, we we mentioned it earlier about you know if you do a quick little Google search, um, you know if you go to MILB. You got some stats in there, bro. And I must say, man, you got you got some nice little stats. Seven innings to work, 10 Ks, 0.00 ERA, man. 
you know, what what team are you pitching for and like what do you contribute to getting off to such a nice start how does that feel but what is the biggest contribution that you've put in to get you there yeah so um, i i uh, went and played the last five weeks uh with the low a organization which is down in clearwater uh you know honestly my numbers don't the the numbers look really really good but i actually it was shaky when i first went out there and uh you know i called my pitching coach after my first outing and i when i was in not my first couple of years of college but my last couple of years of college you know when i'd go out there to to close a game down or you know whenever i was brought in it it really wasn't nerves i was when i was excited and i'm sure there was some nerves but it was really easy to like block it off and you know t- not hide it away, but not really worry about it. I was confident in my ability. And so I, I think the main thing that I can contribute or attribute my success to would be the, you know, realizing that I belong there. Uh, it, and it took me a couple appearances to kind of realize, like, you know, I'm here for a reason. If I wasn't good enough to be here, they probably wouldn't have to brought me out here. So you know, once I finally realized that it, it was, it, it got very easy again and I got really comfortable again. And that was, that was huge. Just getting comfortable and get, getting that confidence back. So obviously, you know, you're in clear water and there's a time, I guess, when Chad is over in Dunedin, which I mean, it's a stone's throw away from each other. Um, but what's it like being reunited with him? But also it seems as though it, you guys had to have the same revelation that, you know, you actually belong there. You're just as good, if not better, than the guys that you're facing every day. Uh, you know, I, I can't really speak for Chad, but, you know, even even in those first couple outings when I when I did, you know, give or take struggle, it, it was just the same thing as him. And I, I would tell him that all the time. And yet, you know, when I would go out there, I would, almost be doing the same thing as him I'd be giving these hitters too much credit or I wouldn't believe myself and so once I realized like man even when you're struggling you're you're going out there and throwing up zeros and you know I was getting my fair share of punch outs too it's like if I just go out and do this earlier in the count or without putting guys on base then my numbers will look even better and so it was just really you know realizing that I'm I'm the same guy that I was in you know college and these are a bunch of the same guys that are about the same age as me. So it's just realizing that I'm the same guy that I was in college. So just go out there and do the same thing you were doing in college. Yeah. So Jack, I ain't got a chance to speak to you, brother, man, you know, old, old daddy over here. So I want to talk to you, to you guys, both of you, I'm going to ask you both a couple questions, man. I want to talk about some major league as pitchers. I know you might, you know, not think either one's cool, but what's more impressive to you Pujols, 700 plus now. I think we're 703, maybe 704. I don't even know. Or Aaron Judge is 62. And I'm going to tell you, before you answer, if they break into my football game anymore to show me Aaron Judge. Yeah, that was some BS. Yeah, so what's more impressive to you, Jack? Albert Pujols, it's not even close. In my opinion, it's not even close. I completely uh, agree. What, what, what Judge did is obviously incredible. But, I mean, there's still guys who, you know, in a season hit more home runs than him, which – doesn't mean he's not high up in the, you know, home runs in a season, but I, I don't know the exact number of guys that have hit 700 home runs, but it's pretty freaking low. I know pretty that. freaking low. You can count yeah. them on like a couple fingers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, yes. yeah, I, I would say pool host. Cheese, what about you? Same. The uh, 
like like Jack said, like what Judge has done this season is stupid and pre- uh, I'm on the Bonds train, but what he did this season is still stupid, impressive. But what Pujols has done throughout his whole career, and you know, take away every other stat but home runs away, hitting that many home runs in a lifetime is hard. Yeah, and all the RBIs, the average, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, man. since he's on the Bonds train, and you know, Jack's been talking about how small Chad's arms are. Maybe he should hit the juice. <laughs> maybe he should hit the juice like Bonds. You know what I'm saying? I'm also team Bonds, by the way. Put him in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Yep. Put him in the Hall of Fame. All those guys. When I heard exactly. – and, and you guys don't have to offer this opinion up either, but when Roger Maris Jr. goes out and says, that's the real home run champ, no, no, he's not. We no. saw it. We saw McGuire. No. We saw Sosa. We saw Bonds. Now, yeah. what we did see is that when uh, McGuire and Sosa broke that home run record in the season, Barry Bonds was probably clean at the time, and then he thought, like, the fuck? Yeah. That's Everybody how we're doing this? Yeah. yeah. Let me go I'm ahead and hit do, 73 of them. I'm putting up these numbers natural. I might as well get on the sauce with everybody else. Absolutely. So let's talk a little playoffs. Like, you know, organizations you guys are a part of. And I want to start with the Blue Jays versus the Mariners. First of all, Mariners end in a drought. Blue Jays kind of end in a drought. But if you got to, you got to look, you don't got to pick your own team just because you're on it, man. Who's coming out of that one? I think, uh, man, the, uh, you know, the Mariners have uh, last year's Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray, from the Blue Jays. Um, but the Blue Jays team is just – oh, man, hold on now, because J-Rod's electric too. I think I'm still going to go with the Jays just because I think the Jays, with their lineup, like with their team on paper, when they play how they can play, I think they're, you know, they're a top team. Um but, you know, it's baseball is baseball, so, you know, shit can always go and hit the fan. But uh, I think I'm going to take the Jays. I, I, I got the faith in the boys right now. That's true. Okay, well, look, I, we're, we're all Cardinals as the hosts here. We're Cardinals fans, but we got Phillies, Cardinals. So be easy on us, man. Who are we taking in that series? And tell me why. I mean, it is Red October. Uh, it, is, it is Red October is in full effect. I, I, you know – if if we can get a, a good game one start, that's what we're gonna need. We're gonna have if we don't take game one, we're in a lot of trouble. But you know, it the the lineup has just been, you know, kind of give or take this year. So if the if the lineup comes out hot and you know, that's just kind of been the story I feel like for the Phillies all season is kind of hit or miss all year. So depends on what Phillies you get. But you know, the Cardinals are a great team and that lineup they have is just ridiculous. So yeah, I, man. I, I'm gonna say the Phillies if they can take Game One. If not, the Cardinals will probably get it. I think Game One decides the series. I agree. So I kind of went back and forth on this today. Obviously, you guys are pitchers, right? And obviously, in St. Louis, you got a guy that's been on the bump since like before y'all were born. He's been there yeah. like forever. He's been there but forever. He's not. He's not the ace as far as when you write him out on the lineup. Mm-hmm. But if you got to go one game, you going Wayno over Michaelis? I am. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he he's gonna go out there and perform every time. I like Wainwright. I like I him too, a lot. Man. That guy's and he's a he's a bulldog, man. That guy oh, yeah. he can't throw it a hundred, and he's not doing all that, but he just gets swings and misses, man. He's just the the you know a pitcher in like the true sense of the word. He he knows Old how school. to pitch. Old school. So all right, Jack, start with you. You got to pick a team that's gonna win it all. Obviously, 
you know, I was going to say the Phillies if they win game one, but anybody beating the Dodgers, man? I actually, if, if I had to, I would say that I think the Mets are going to surprise a lot of people. I think man, they're going to they show up. They couldn't even beat the Braves. Jeff. I think I agree. they're going to show up. I've been saying that all year long, and I actually think that the best thing now is that they got a little disappointment yeah. Because if you give me those two dudes as my first starters, lock yeah. the door, Jack, son. Jack, yeah. Jack, I actually can't wait till we get to the second segment when y'all aren't here because Randy picked the Mets to win that division, and I picked the Braves, and I'm letting him have it. I oh, did, man. and for some reason, Jim's like a Braves fan now because we had Austin Riley on, and I stay true. I'm not a Braves fan. I hate uh -huh. the Braves. I ain't rooting for the Oh, Braves. I'm a Cardinals fan, but, I mean, how do we not root for a two-time guest, and he's on our I root for him. I don't root for his team. I don't root for his team. I root for him to do well. Yeah, well, that, the, I tried uh, to ship him to the Yankees a long time ago. Yeah. Hey, look, I ain't gonna tell you look, what Austin Riley said when he came on the show or nothing, but you know, we don't nah, want to say yeah, no, no, true story, true story, cheese and Jack, man. Look, Daniel goes, Braves ain't never gonna pay him. He's gonna end up the Yankees. Here we are. This man signed that contract. Of course, you know, it was a generous contract, as Randy said. Randy said yeah. I never took this shit. Yeah. No, he should have got a lot more. But listen, cheese, who you got, who you got winning it all, man. It can be either either national AL. We got give us all give us who you got is winning it. Who's crowning? Oh man. The uh the Dodgers and I'm I probably don't watch as much baseball as anybody on the podcast right now, but um, you know, my ADHD will kick in and you know, I gotta go find something other to do than watch a TV. But um the I don't know. I, I, it, when you look on paper, I, I don't get how the Dodgers have lost the game other than just saying, oh, baseball is baseball. That team is just it's it's that it's so stacked and it's almost it's almost like a video game of how stacked they are. So I, I, I don't know. I, I hope it's an exciting uh, playoffs. And, you know, I, I like a good underdog story. So. And I don't I don't know who's barely gonna slip in, but whoever barely slips in, I hope it's them. <laughs> that that probably fits around with uh Jack's team. Jack, yeah. Jack, Jack's yeah. This is true. But hey, true. so Chad, if you know you gotta stay on the move and you're not watching uh baseball, what you been doing working on that jumper that I heard was good but not so good? <laughs> I worked I worked on it in uh in, in Vancouver a little bit and uh I got some teammates that uh you know, if, if you ever get them on, we can, uh, they can, you know, they can tell you that this is true. If you just, you just got to give me 30 minutes of pure shooting, give me 30. Now that the full 30 minutes is going to be ass. It's going to be garbage. You know, I'm, I'm, it probably take me 10 minutes before I hit the rim, but after that 30 minute mark, wet, wet, <laughs> wet like water. It, it's, it's, there's no stopping it. Daniel, if he's your teammate, can you can you wait thirty minutes or is it you can't can't get there? I'll show up. I'll show up thirty minutes early. It's all good. That's that's the right answer right there. Honestly. <laughs> well, guys, man, before we let you run, you know how we do it. We got to play this or that. Um, we got a brand new set of questions for you guys to make it easy. Obviously, I'll, I'll address Jack first, and then, Chad, you can follow up with your answer. But we don't need the rules. You know you got to be decisive, and you got to pick one. So, out the gate first, would you rather have ribs or would you rather have wings? Jack, lead us off, man. Are the, are, are the wings buffalo? Wings or whatever wings you want them to be. Wings. No doubt. Wings. Chad, what you got? 
wings. Now, ooh, I oh shit, I do, I do like some ribs, but damn man, you give me a good, good plate of wings. I'm, I'm the bone, my bones drop. Is yeah. is there is there a place back home where we are from where the wings are just popping? Wing junkies, you know I. I ain't got no sponsorships or anything, but <laughs> Junkies local. Fire. Not opposed to it, though, if they want to throw one out. That's yeah, right. Never opposed to it, but, yeah, Wing Junkies is fire. Nice, nice. Jack, would you rather go to the beach or the lake? After being in Florida, I, I used to always say I was kind of a, a lake guy, but the beach is down in Florida. I think that made have changed my mind. I like going to the beach. Hey, clear, I think I'm a beach guy. Clearwater Beach ain't no joke, man. That's one of the yeah. best beaches in the world, man. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Chad, what are you taking? Give me the lake all day. I can't – I don't mind going to the beach, but when you leave, you're all sandy. I can't stand the sand being on me, sticking to me. <laughs> so give me the lake all day. You know, the salt water makes your, your skin feel sticky. You get out of the lake, you kind of feel smooth a little bit. Give me the lake <laughs> every day of the week. I feel like Chad would go into a lake, submerge himself, and come back out with that mustache. That's 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 <laughs> what the lake does. Yeah, that's what the lake does for you. All right. Would you rather play wiffle ball or dodgeball? Wiffle ball. With me, me and Cheese, we used to me and all our buddies like in the neighborhood, we used to have a tournament every summer for wiffle ball. So wiffle ball for sure. We had a dope field. Set up fences and everything. I don't, I don't know if it could compete with uh, Daniel's. Daniel mowed the grass and cut the diamond out in the backyard. It was legit. Oh, man. man. We had some some big-time big time games. <laughs> but the reason yeah. why I put that question on there is I've seen some highlight videos of these baseball players playing dodgeball, and with especially you pitchers and the way y'all throw. Man, that shit's coming in hot. I ain't playing with y'all. <laughs> Yeah, I've played with some guys. I know I'm not playing dodgeball with them, for sure. <laughs> Chad, what do you what, what are you playing? Wiffle ball or dodgeball? I got I got wiffle ball. I got wiffle ball because, like Jack said, we had our tournament all growing up. Uh, man, we used to have. I think our biggest year was close to around, uh, you know, probably anywhere from 35, 45 teams. Like we had, you know, guys that we've played baseball with all growing up. Uh, from little league to everything, making a team from Houston, from teams to Louisiana, from Louisiana, uh, always had the the uh, you know the local news come out, put us on TV for it. Uh, so you know, I, I I love I love me some wiffle ball, nice. good drinking sport too. Oh yeah, would you would you rather be feared or would you rather be loved? Ooh, okay, that's a good one. I want to be feared. Yeah, I want to be feared. That that's kind of as a pitcher. Was there any other answer? Yeah, yeah. I, was about to say, I don't. I don't think I really had a choice there, as a reliever, especially. I, I want to be feared. Well, he he could have looked at it from the dad perspective, you know. Could have. Yeah, that's a little bit. That's a good point. Now I'm being trouble with my daughter. She no, won't fuck him. You want you want them to fear you too. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Dad, what you got? Feared or loved? Oh man, I I almost want to split it up, but. Uh, you know, baseball is definitely feared, uh, but, you know, outside of baseball and especially with my little niece, Drew Drew, I'm trying to be loved. I don't need anybody to fear me while I'm <laughs> off the field or anything, but 
Um, since I, yeah, I, I, I got to split that one up, but I would say probably even loved overall. Uh, that's just, that's just kind of how I am. So they ain't got to fear me. They're going to respect me either way. Would you rather live in a big city or a small town? Big city. I'm, 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 I like living in the city. I like going out, you know, downtown, going and doing stuff, having stuff to do. I don't think I'm very good for the small city. Yeah. Living. Chad, what you taking? Take the small town. I, I, uh, I think it might be a little past, you know, I don't like clubs. I don't like people being all up touching me on accident and stuff. I'd rather, you know, I'd sit down at a bar. I'm fine with that. Watching some games or something. Um, now, who's yeah, the, who's the dad here? That's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> 22 years old. I mean, I'm 100% witchy cheese. I don't want to do all that peopley stuff either, but uh, you know, I'm just, just curious, man. Now, I, I like, I like, I like conversating. So, in, in a club, you, you can't do that. You go sit down at a bar, watch a at a sports bar, you can talk, but you know, at a club, you, you can't even hear yourself thinking. Uh, that's that that stuff gets to me sometimes, but so I think a small small town now. And we talking baseball. I'll take I'll take the big city because that's where the money's coming in. So that's, that's my answer. The small town. Look, let me tell you something, Chad. I uh I took Dylan Delucia, uh, Josh Hatcher, and Dylan Ross uh to an event. They had me bring some athletes and. They wanted to go out, and it was for a whole weekend thing. And let me tell you, I hit the club back-to-back nights with, with 21, 22-year-olds. Bro. <laughs> and I slept for, like, three hours between the two nights. I sent these boys a picture of me. Man, they'll verify. My eyes were red. I, man, <laughs> like, oh, man, I was like, dude, I'm I'm way too old for this. I did that last weekend, and I was I, – I, I, I put money on it that I was probably the same way. <laughs> Hey man, lack of sleep is is a underrated like bad time feeling. But, it, but it's not even just lack of sleep because I'm like in, I'm responsible for these three guys, right? Like so, I got to make sure they don't get in trouble, go to jail. They're all fixing <laughs> to get drafted, which they did. Like I got to keep them out of trouble, so I'm babysitting and drinking. I'm out late. I ain't slept. It's it's just, it was tough. And when yeah. Jim is the responsible one of the four, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the only reason i have my phone on just in case <laughs> jim would be the one that got arrested we got dylan delucia calling yeah. us hey guys he, he's I mean, got to he's got to tell michelle hey i'm heading up to atlanta i gotta bail jim out of jail <laughs> i would mf you all the way home too <laughs> all right guys would you rather go to a concert or a sporting event and it can be any concert or any sporting yeah. event okay yeah. I'm going to go sporting event and specifically a UFC event. I've never been, but I've heard those are the best sporting events ever put on. A new event. You are the first. All right. UFC. Chad, what do you take? Concert or sporting event? I was thinking concert until he threw out the UFC. Man. But I'm going to take concert. Um. I got enough sports in my life right now, but I'm going to hold Why it. is it Leonard Skinner? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold off the UFC, but I went to a Chris Stapleton concert last offseason. Oh, and that is, uh, that's probably the best concert I'll ever go to. And I'll, I'm trying to go again 
sometime soon. So I'm going to take concert and, you know, that slash UFC event, something like that. Yeah, Jack, who are you trying to see if you can go see one fighter? Uh, I would go see... Patty. Patty <laughs> the yeah. Batty. Yeah, is that is that just because Tony V referenced them on College Game Day? No, hey, I'll, I'll go Sugar Show. I'll go Sugar Show too. Those guys look, are excited. Look, Patty, that, that was another shout out to your coach. That man came out there and said they were gonna wolf him like Patty the Batty. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Patty's the hey, Patty's hot right now. Patty's hot. Daniel, so. He's, he's this is a hesitation, but this next question. No, is he fr- really, he, no, he froze. That's what it's, happened. It's tense. This one's going to be tense. Yeah, I, I I hope that my internet is now stable because it was not stable for a second. But here's the deal, guys. I don't even want to say this question, but I have to. Who is the better pitcher? Not right now. Not going to be. Not projected not hearsay i need to know from your point of view overall who's the best pitcher jack or chad dallas jack or chad dallas i think i think i think i think it's jack dallas Uh, i think so i think the uh the bulldog mentality that i have and the confidence i bring i just don't know if cheese can match it sometimes well, he he did say he just wants people to love him. So this answer, he, he might go with you. Chad, who are you going with? Who, who Who's better? I ain't going with his ass. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm going to give a shout out. I'm going to mix up the question a little bit. Say it's Tony Dallas or, or <laughs> Ops back in his heyday. We've heard some stories. That's yeah. fair. I don't That's know fair. if uh, – I don't know if we can keep up with his stories. So I mean, I'll y'all get- had to have gotten it somewhere. So I'm gonna believe these stories. You know? Yeah, so it, I mean, respectfully, it, it wasn't Mama. It was Tony. Tony D. No stories doubt. always get better because I can tell you right now, we talk about like wiffle ball games, Matt. I crank it 450 dead center every time. <laughs> Over the tree. I mean, <laughs> well, Daniel, I felt good about our wiffle ball story until they started talking about how many teams they had in the league. And then I was like, okay, we, we didn't have it going like that. <laughs> Quality over quantity. Hey, there you oh. go. There you go. I mean, we, we were playing, we were playing for blood. So, <laughs> but guys, man, it's been a blast before you guys leave us. Jack, anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, just want to give a shout out to my daughter and my fiance. Shout out to TD, uh, my mom, all my family members, you know, uh, my fiance's family members, and shout out Lamar University baseball, baby. Hey, yeah, by the way, man, congratulations on setting the saves record. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, it's no big deal, man. I appreciate it. What a humble, humble answer. Yeah, that's a fucking big deal, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you set a record, it's a big deal. So appreciate it, but man, awesome job, dude. Chad, anything you want to plug or promote? He just about got it all, but uh, <laughs> so, you know, my, my girlfriend and her family, uh, Jack already named our family, uh, throw in Leanne and Brody, and uh, yeah, um, I, I didn't really mention them this podcast, so I'll shout out coach, uh, Frank Anderson, pitching coach, helped me a lot on, on the journey, and Legend. uh, it, 
the goat, man, the goat. Uh, but yeah, we, we thank y'all for having us on again. It's always a pleasure and can't wait to be on again. Absolutely. No doubt. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. If y'all want to see more about the life of Jack Dallas, if you want to see what it's like being a dad, what it's like being a baseball player, you know, fiance, getting ready to go to Vegas, get married, do the whole thing. You can check them out on Instagram at jdallas112. Or if you want to see Chad in that cut off denim <laughs> button down, head on over to Instagram at chaddallas underscore gentlemen. We love you guys. It's always a blast. We wish you the best of luck. We're definitely going to have you on once again, once you guys get going. And hey, if you need anything, you know, always reach out to us. Of course. Yes, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. That is Jack and Chad Dallas. Guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, come back. We got to talk MLB. We got to talk Aaron Judge. We got to talk playoffs. We got to talk NCAA football, NFL football. We got to talk it all. There's a lot. Base Sports Performance is an athlete and personal training facility located in Hernando, Mississippi that specializes in athletic development through strength and conditioning, speed and agility, and movement-based training. They offer individualized programs for adults as well as professional, collegiate, high school, and youth athletes. Some of their program options include athlete performance training, small group personal training, return from injury programs, throwing and pitching development for baseball players. The best place to check them out is on Instagram at base underscore sports underscore performance. Website is basesportsperformance.com. Their email address is baseperiodsportsperformance at gmail.com and Phone number is 662-292-7761. I'm personally using them for a return from injury program, and we have had many in-off-the-bench guests who have used them for their pitching development. So check them out today. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Q is your guy. Quintavious Burdett, who was once a guest of in-off-the-bench and Ole Miss alumni who is with REMAX, is the guy who will help you get your home he is the guy who just helped me get my home. I just closed on my house a few weeks ago in the South Haven area, and Quintavious is the one who set the whole thing up. He is the man. He is one of the top, if not the top, realtor in the Mid-South area. You can get a hold of him at 662-292-7136 for all your real estate needs. Welcome back to the In Off the Bench podcast. We got some headlines for you. Most importantly, leading off, it's finally here. We got postseason baseball coming at us. And Jim, in the notes, man, and I guess it's because we know how the standings were going to shake out in the American League East. We had an idea where they were going to go in the Central and in the West. In the National League, we knew where it was going to head with the Central and with the West, but the only team that you put in here was the Atlanta Braves taking the NL East. And I feel like that's that's directed towards somebody. So I'll, I'll let you address that with everybody first. Well, you know, me and Randy have gone back and forth, and he's had a lot of victories over me, a lot. I'll sit here and own it on this show. And so, you know, the fact that he picked the Mets and the fact that I picked the Braves, I had to come on here and boast about it. You know, he picked against a two-time guest of our show, and, you know, um, he took they took it personally. Um, now, honestly, all jokes aside, um, as Randy talked about with, with the, the guest tonight, 
I really am surprised. I picked it because I wanted it to happen. Um, but I honestly didn't think I really believed it was going to happen. So, um, you know, shout out to the Braves for, you know, honestly, you know, going out there and taking care of the Mets the way they did and getting the division the way they did. Yeah, it's easy, you know, if you go back to the very – the first third of the season, even almost the first half of the season, you like you could easily see say, well, I don't think the Braves are even going to be there. They, they, they weren't playing well, and they just started – you know, I hate to say it, but a lot like last year, they just started figuring it out. And I think the league got as big as 11 and a half, if I'm not mistaken, that the Mets had because they talked about it on the radio. So, I mean, there was a huge lead too. Yeah, was it was it or Randy? Was it more what the Mets didn't do, or more what the Braves did do? I think it's a combination of both. Like in baseball, you had to have the team fall, and then because they built an eleven and a half game lead, I think what when the Braves had a chance to head up, face them, and they sweep them. I mean, it it proved they were the better team at the moment. Now you get into these shorter series where you just got to it's best of seven and. I would still pick the Mets if they played the Braves. Luckily for them, they won't have to because they won't make it because the Braves got to play the Cardinals, you know, second round. We'll get to that in a minute. But shout out to the Braves and shout out to Mr. Dansby Swanson, who is absolutely the MVP down the stretch and certainly was in the Mets series. I think he hit a home run in all three games. I mean, he took them back to back. He took Scherzer. He took DeGrom. I mean, my guy is still waiting on a contract, Atlanta. That's what I was going to say. All these young cats. That's what I was going to say. He's the one guy without a contract now. And look, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but yesterday, and it stuck out to me. I don't even know if y'all saw it. After the game, no, it was today. He had his 162nd start, Iron Man status, right? Mm -hmm. He went around to everybody hugging him. It was like weird. I mean, is that like, do they know he's not going to resign? We think like, of course they'll resign him, but we thought that about Freddie too, and then Freddie left. Let me let me ask you a question, Randy. Can you personally root for Dansby Swanson since he came from Vanderbilt? Absolutely, absolutely. Dansby's good dude. I hate Vanderbilt, and I hate that about him. But <laughs> I, think I was Dansby's just curious. <laughs> you know, and the crazy thing is, he didn't even he wasn't even a shortstop at Vanderbilt until his senior year or his junior year. But he didn't play but one season as a shortstop at Vandy. He was all over the field and really wasn't a primetime player in college. So he grew into it. Shout out to Dansby. Get Man. that bag, son. Come on over to St. Louis. We need a shortstop because DeYoung, I love you, kid, but this ain't doing it. <laughs> he, he ain't Dansby. That man's throwing his own dude on the bus. That man loves Paul. I do. Paul, you can, like, uh, DH sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Let's let's look at the the playoff series. I mean, obviously, the the best of three, the wild card series. We'll we'll look at that first. Um, first game, you know, on the slate, Rays and Guardians. Jim, who are you taking in this best of three series? You know, I'm going to take the Rays just on the fact that you're a fan, but I'm going to take them because of a conversation we've had on this podcast, man, and I am not picking a team called the guardians that used to be the Indians on principle. So give me the raise. Nice. How many games you think it, you think they do it in two and done. All right. I can get with that. Randy, who you taking? Same. Sweeping them. Two Oh. Yeah, I think so too. I, I got the raise taking it. Two right off the top, boom, getting ready for the Yanks. Um, 
Mariners Blue Jays. We just had Chad Dallas on, who is in the Blue Jays organization. Um, he he gave us some insight into to what the Jays needed to do. But Randy, what what do they need to do, or is there anything they can do to beat the Mariners? Yeah, I think he kind of mentioned it too. Baseball is a funny game. I think they can beat the Mariners. I just don't know that they will beat the Mariners. The Mariners, they I mean they got. They got some offense. They got some pitching. I, I just kind of I like it. I don't think it's going to be a sweep though. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one here. All right, you going Mariners, Jim? Who are you taking? Let me ask you before I make my pick, Daniel. You know, we talk about the you know the East all the time, and we talk about just the gauntlet that it is in those teams. Um, how much do you think it benefits the Blue Jays? You know, the fact that they've had so many series with the with the Yankees and the Rays. I mean, does does that not? I mean, especially help you? You know, that you're more battle tested, probably. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, you know. I mean, look at the Rays. Why do you think the Rays have been able to to make their way up where they've been over the past five or six seasons? Because They've been battle tested over time and they've developed and here they are still being battle tested. And, you know, when we look at the Rays, like I think they could easily beat the Yankees just because they have in the past. Right. Well, with that, I think, you know what, man, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Blue Jays. And if, and if our picks end up right, man, like, well, you know, when we all picked, um, the Rays, man, that'd be cool to have three of the four teams from the East. Yeah, um, for me, I've said it for, you know, for a while. You know, at the beginning of the season, I said I thought the Blue Jays were going to be a, a, a team that would make the playoffs, and here they are. So I'm not going to waver. I'm going to go with the Jays. Um, I think yeah. the Mariners have have played very well this season, and they've um, taken a step out of that that lower tier level and now they're up you know a level um so it'll be interesting to see what they do over the next few years but i think the jays are ready to take the next step. randy we do got to give daniel his due when we did our preseason picks before the season started my man did pick the blue jays he did another person shout out to the guest host mike hughes he also picked the blue jays before the season started to make the world series series <laughs> yeah. he, he, he reached a little bit but he, it's all good he really went in but uh, you know that we got to shift gears now to the National League. We're gonna we're gonna skip over this one. We're gonna go to Padres and Mets first. Um, Jim, Padres, you know, you could say that you know not the greatest season. They've had some issues, you know, with suspensions, and now they're having to get into the playoffs. They get in, and now they're going up against you know arguably one of the the favorites um so who you taking yeah i'm gonna take the mess not only just because they're a better team in general but i think it's what randy talked about they're now pissed off um you know they just let the division slide and they're gonna come in super hungry so it's one thing to already have the better team it's another thing to be the team that wants it more so i think the mets dispose of them very easily randy obviously you've been a a, a met proponent the whole season you, you three game series against the Padres. Anything to worry about? Uh, I mean, the Padres haven't, they have some firepower, but I don't, I don't know. I'm going too well. You give me those two dudes in a three game series. 
give me the pitching over the hitting every time. Yeah, I agree. Mets, Mets in two. I don't, I don't even think it's uh, close. Four one, five one. You know, six to two games. I think that's what what you're looking at. Um, but that brings us to our team, guys. The Cardinals. Cardinals getting in, doing their thing. They're taking on the Phillies, probably a team that they should beat. But, you know, the Cardinals can be the Cardinals at times. And this could be, you know, a, a tough, tough matchup for them. But, Jim, I'll, I'll get with you first. What are your thoughts on the series, the Cardinals' chances, and who, who ultimately takes it? Well, you know, um, y'all talked about Wayne right earlier and then Miklas. It's really going to just come down to – um, can these pitchers get it done? Like you said, they've they've been up and down. Um, but Wayne Wright in these situations in this po- in the postseasons has has always came out and um, man put on some electrifying performances. I'm not really worried about the offense, and I know the offense has sputtered at times, but um, they've been putting up runs no problem lately. Like I said, it's been more about the pitching. Um, but I, I think that they will be able to pitch well enough, and I definitely think they'll be able to put up more runs. I'm expecting the guys that we pay a lot of money, like Arenado and Goldsmith, to to be big time in this series. Um, but you know, yeah, Randy spoke on it. Um, that ga- that game one match is 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 pivotal, I believe. Absolutely, uh, Randy. What what are your thoughts, and who's taking it? I'm really worried about it. I'm going to tell you why, because you see a team like uh, 2019 when the Nationals kind of came in, not playing like 500 ball pretty much down the stretch, but they have guys like Juan Soto and people that just step up in those big moments. And they have that. They have Bryce Harper, one of the best hitters in the game. They have Kyle Schwarber. He's no secret that he's been a postseason performer. They air Nola on the mound. I'm really, really concerned about it. Um, I think I would go with the Cardinals. I don't see a sweep, but it's going to be really, really tough. And when I bring up the Nationals, you know, they went from a wild card team barely getting into World Series champs. I think the Phillies have that kind of potential. I'm just going to pick the Cardinals because I think that the postseason, the experience that they got in, in Yachty, Pujols, uh, you know, Wayno, all those Arenado. Well, does he have a lot of postseason experience? Not really. Goldschmidt. I mean, I think this is the time for those guys to shine. You got the, you got the NL MVP. You got a guy that's in, you know, second or third, depending on where you look. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, they like you said, it's it's time for those guys to step up and and do what they were brought to St. Louis to do, which is to win. And I think with what they have, those staples and those core guys that they have, but also with the fucking legends that we have to throw out there, because if you look at it, there's not another team out there that has a guy like Yachty behind the dish or even on the bench. True. That guy is irreplaceable and is a value and you can't even put a value to what he brings to a game for a team. One Wainwright. Last ride. Yep. Wainwright, the same thing. When you put him on the mound, there there are some teams with some big time arms, but there are, are only a few of those teams that, have guys with the the clout that a guy like Wainwright has and the the belief that if I put this guy out there, they're going to compete whether they got their best stuff or their worst stuff, and they're still going to give us a chance to win because they know how to do it and they know how to compete. So, so I looked it up. Um, 
they played seven times this year. The Cardinals won four to three. And then the note would be that Randy brought up, you know, um, Bryce Harper wasn't in those games. And so that's obviously um, a big, a big guy that's in the lineup that wasn't, but it shows. Swabbers killed him. Yeah. And so it showed just in, in the seven matchups, four, three. I mean, these teams are pretty evenly matched. I think, I think our, our guest, Jack, Jack Dallas, who's in the Phillies organization, he, he mentioned it, man. It's going to come down to that first game. If the Phillies can set the tone and, and, and take care of business in game one, it's going to make the Cardinals life very, very tough. And, and Daniel, he, let me ask you though, who are you going to start, man? Your ace is Michael. It's Mikolas. I mean, where are you going to go? I think you go. So Jim and I have had this talk about like in a three game series, like, or even in a five game, how do you throw your rotation in a three game series? I think you go typically with your two guy and then your one guy. In this case, Mikolas is the number one guy. I would go with him because I want to know win or lose. I got my guy who is the guy that you couldn't you couldn't have a better guy in that position yeah you talk when you told me about it it was a three game scenario because you said you just want to make sure you get to that game three so if you do lose that game one that's what you said you want the well guy okay that's most to get you there let's walk through that just a little bit though let's say obviously if you win you go wayno game two but if you happen to lose that game you got to still throw wayno because then it's an elimination game so no matter which way this sets up you're going to go Mikolas. you're going to go what's going to be interesting to me is how they handle the bullpen obviously you get to the end it's going to be healthy but are you going to see Captain Jack? Because we've seen that dude perform in the postseason. Like, we've seen that happen. He seems to be pretty healthy, right? I mean, are we going to see him game one, game two? I mean, uh, as as needed. I don't – and it's hard to say. Like, he's not a guy that comes to mind where you're like, well, we got to make sure we put him out there. No, I think you need him to win it all. I don't think you need him necessarily to win this series, but I do think you need him to win it all. Wouldn't it be, Randy, if it's early, right? Like, so if you're not getting back there to Gallegos and them, but if you're talking about you're, you need somebody to come in in the third or fourth inning, I think that's when you would go to Jack, right? I mean, I think so. And when I when I say that, I say it's just like that you have a, a weapon that's been underused because of injuries, but I still know that he's a playoff performer. We've seen it happen. That you, it's it's great. The Cardinals have so much experience but Captain Jack, with the experience, also has a youth, and he's got more, more pop than almost anybody else they can throw out there. Not named Gallegos. He throws like 150. But And Helsey, of course. And let me ask you, everybody talked about the Mets closer and his entrance. There's no better closer coming in than when they shut the lights off and they go red. Oh, man, that's, that, that's the stuff right there. Yeah, that's, that's pretty sick. So let's say we split game one and game two. Who's who? Who's game three? That's when. That's when you got to go numbers, man, and then it. It's going to be matchup based, and to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I think is, you. Is I think Montgomery. I think you're gonna go. It's either gonna be him or Quintana. I think I go with Montgomery. He's been better, in my yeah. opinion. That's yeah, but I. I I think you don't want to, you don't want it as a cardinal, you don't want it to get there. That's that's just the way I look at it, and if it does get there, then I think you go Montgomery, um, and that's a situation where you might 
see a Flaherty come in and you know you rely on that experience and what he's done in postseason to to carry you a little bit. Hey, we uh, you know, last note on it, you know, we talk about um home and away all the time, right, guys? Um, mo- most teams have a good home record. The Cardinals obviously have a phenomenal home record. I mean, so we know Bush is going to be electric. I mean, we have to think that that's going to play an advantage some way, somehow. Yeah, it's going to be a sold-out, raucous, crazy atmosphere. Yeah, that's, and it should be. It. It's got to oh, be. Yeah. I mean, how they got feel, more How do you feel about there. game one being a day game on Friday, though? Don't love it. I don't, I don't love it. I mean, what do you think? I about love it the, about as much as I love LSU and Tennessee playing at 11 a.m. We ain't there. We ain't, we ain't there yet, though. <laughs> but no, I mean, you're right. But what do, y'all, about, what do you think about the Guardians and the Rays first pitch at 1207? Yeah, no, I don't I think anybody cares. I, oh. I mean, ESPN cares because they're covering I mean, how many game. people? Yeah. Man, 30,000 people are calling out of work um, in St. Louis on Friday. This will be wild. The uh, the Rays game, it'll it'll have a lot of people. A lot is is sub, is very very subjective for them. Well, it's not it's not in Tampa, so you ain't got to worry about it because obviously if it was there, then there wouldn't be. A yeah, lot of no matter what time. Yeah, I mean it. A twelve o'clock game on a Friday, I think you're gonna get a people shutting it down, and that's gonna be the thing that they do that day something that i read today just an interesting note for you daniel that'll just make you laugh and i know it'll make you laugh too randy you may have even seen it um they were talking about how hoover has kind of they feel like it's kind of lost its um you know prestige for the sec tournament and ridiculous and somebody said they should move it to tampa and that way it could be indoors and weather because hoover's also had some weather issues and immediately it was shut down for every reason that you've ever told us. They were like, first of all, it's away from all the teams in general, but they were like, it's not even in a good location in its own city. So it was so, it was so funny that everything you've ever said was brought to light, and they were like, they shut that down real quick. I mean, you have like one team that's anywhere close to that. The other, the other one was people were trying to say Nashville, uh, Randy, and um, they Tennessee was like Tennessee was on it. They're like, while we would enjoy that, we we like Hoover ourselves. So you can't go away from Hoover, man. That's that's a decent little spot. So, all right, guys, you got to get into college football, Jim. I'm gonna give you a chance right now and and make it quick. You recap LSU last week. Don't we don't want to get too much into to what. Look, let's just let's just make it simple. Let's just make it simple. This is the heart, the reason why it is so hard to make myself believe anything about this upcoming Saturday. Because if you watch that LSU Auburn game, it was a tough watch. It was two bad teams playing each other. It was about who wanted to lose it more. Ironically, Auburn was just in that situation the previous week. Um, and they found themselves doing it again. Um, do do we want to win this game? And they didn't. Um, they, they let LSU uh, win. Um, I understand it's always a close game between the two of them. It's on the road, but Auburn's a bad team. So it is not a good look for LSU to struggle the way they do uh, or the way they did. So, um, but they got the win. Um, they are undefeated in the SEC. So um, survive in advance. Yeah. I mean, that's the name of the game and it sets up, I mean, a, a, a really crucial game for them um, this week, but you know, I, I, we'll get into it 
in, in a minute. Let but. me ask you a question before you get into Memphis, Daniel. We All always right. talk. You always you always tell me rankings don't matter. Randy says the same shit, but but I, I pay attention to him. How funny is it? So think about this: Florida State, same record as LSU, beat them. They're unranked. LSU, same record as Mississippi State, beat them. Mississippi State is ranked higher than LSU. I'll never understand rankings. I wish I I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> but doesn't that not make sense? That's half-ass backwards. Yes, it is very much so. But you know, it it I think it just comes down to the people that are ranking the teams. I mean, it just I don't know. I think I, mean, I, I honestly I think I honestly think they ranked LSU. Randy will probably agree. I think they ranked LSU just for this matchup. Well, I think they wanted to be a top twenty-five matchup. I, we need our well, third top twenty-five win. I I think there's something to say about marketing games and having two ranked opponents. I think that does play a factor. Um, how much of a factor I don't know, but personally, I like knowing like if Tennessee's my team and they're playing LSU or LSU is my team and they're playing Tennessee. Like I like to know that, Oh, that's cool. The other team is ranked regardless of it's warranted or not, you know? Right. So Memphis, uh, Memphis temple, um, really the, the tale of, of two halves, you know, um, I don't know if somebody was snoring or not, but (laughs) I mean, that's basically what the first half was. It was a, a three to nothing barn burner. And I heard Memphis, it was the music in the stadium was the problem, <laughs> you know, and they went Cindy Lopper. I heard, yeah. I heard. I, here's what I'll say. If you are hating the program because you're, you're hating on the music that was played in the stadium, then you're missing the whole the whole point of coming to the game so after the first half three to nothing temple temple is up memphis does just doesn't look sharp they don't look good um but they figure it out in the second half and one thing that i'll say that i've been disappointed in you know during ryan silverfield's era is the ability to adjust and make adjustments from one half to the other. Mississippi State, prime example of that. Not being able to have a two and a half hour delay for lightning and make any type of adjustments after you just saw what happened, you go out after the delay and continue to let the same things happen. Um, you know, same thing similar to Arkansas State and the fact that they're they're able to move the ball pretty much at will. Um you know, you come into this Temple game, a lot of the same stuff. I mean, obviously the defense was was a little bit better in the first half, but there was no offensive rhythm. It really took the defense to hold these guys in check for the offense to finally pick it up. I mean, Memphis ended up having three interceptions on the day. Two of them were returned, you know, for, for touchdowns. So that, like, that helps. Um, and when you take that 14 points away, you're looking at 10 points was offensively driven and it's got to be better than that. Um, Friday night's going to be a big game. And if 10 points is the only thing that your offense can do, um, it's going to be a long night. 
but I'll get your you guys take. I will say I think the defense was much much better, much improved. Um, I think they're starting to find their stride and kind of define an identity. Um, but the offense definitely has some work to do. Randy, what do you think? Yeah, I think one of the things that I that stands out to me when you know you read Twitter, you read the Facebook pages, is that the Tiger fans, when they're not complaining about the music, they complain about the offense or they complain about this. And it just takes me back to before Justin Fuente, even when he first got there, this team wasn't winning games like this. They didn't, I mean, they never, I saw them go 0-12 in a season. I saw there be 4,000 fans in the stands. So when I see that and then I look back on it, do a little research, and you looked at Ryan Silverfield and his career at Memphis so far, averages 32 points a game. Uh, has the offense looked as crisp this year? No, but I will tell you this. What I do notice about Ryan Silverfield's team is they have an identity. Does it always work? No, but that's going to take time to build what he wants. He wants a run first team. He wants a defensive team. He's not like Justin Fuente was. He's not like uh, Mike Norvell. He's a different guy, and I think they can still win. Four and one after five games with a great chance of being five and one. You have the conference title game right in your vision. And your losses to the number 23-ranked team in the country, mind you, also, in their house. Yeah, and I think what that also, when you have a team like Norvell did, uh, obviously they beat Mississippi State. I mean, last year they beat Mississippi State. So they were beating Ole Miss, Fuente. All, what I mean by that is, like, that's exciting. It's a brand that you can get behind. Don't forget that you're winning football games. Go watch them. Don't have 20,000 people in the stands. There's no reason that on Friday night they couldn't get thirty to 35,000 to watch them play Houston. It's a rivalry game. This team, this program thinks they're better than you. They're going to – they got selected to go to the Big 12. Well, well they didn't. They talked about it on the radio, and, and you being the Tennessee guy, it's it was downright offensive. They were talking about people saying that, you know, they – the previous week, remember, we're, we're watching the Tennessee game. Like, when when are we prioritizing – or I say we as if I'm a Memphis fan, but when are Memphis fans prioritizing watching other teams? That Are they your team if you're prioritizing watching somebody else? Daniel, we know we know that Daniel is watching Memphis. If, if, Memphis, if he has Memphis capability of being on his TV, no one else is taking that TV from him. That's a Memphis fan. Well, prime, prime example, there were much – bigger games and probably more intriguing games on at the same time the Memphis game was on. I think Kentucky, Ole Miss, yeah, was the same time. And I can't tell you, I watched a little bit of it, but I can't tell you specific highlights of that game just because my team that I have a vested interest in watching was playing at the same time. And I think that's Randy's point. You can't sit there and complain about this team if you don't even support this team. But to to give my note to what you were saying, Daniel, I think the big question mark that you said from day one was going to be the defense. And I think, you know, we know what the offense can do to get back to back defensive performances like this where they were forcing turnovers. This is a very encouraging sign. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We got to get into it. Pick them. Recap from last week. All right. I get Kentucky because they beat themselves, so they still won. That's not true. Not true. Not true at all. They got uh, outgained. You, they got outpenalized. I mean, they didn't win nothing, man. No, no. Two turnovers inside the red zone. Yeah. I actually, they were I, I, I actually yeah. had a Kentucky Ole Miss recap on here, but I didn't feel like arguing with you about it, Randy, so we're just going to let it roll. There Thank, ain't nothing to argue about. Good. When you turn it over, it's a forced turnover. 
So and it was your, you don't like it because it was your boy. Your boy, yeah. First of all, the yeah. one where he's in midair, like Steam and Willie beaming, and he gets stroked from behind, and the ball comes out. Um, who doesn't fumble that? And second, it shouldn't even happen because there already should have been a helmet to helmet targeting call that happened right before it. Now the second fumble is all on him. But we're going to talk about Kentucky was going to go ahead on a kickoff return and dude's own player tripped him when he had nothing but the house in front of him. Like Kentucky did every – they missed two extra points. They missed the field goal. Like uh, – They got – no, they, they missed oh, two extra points. They got an extra point blocked. Block. Whatever. Smoke dropped a screen pass on the 12-yard line that he was going to walk in for a touchdown that they settled for that field goal that they missed. Dude, Kentucky did everything they could to lose that game. They're well, then why the did they team. get outgained in every yardage? I will bet you right now that Ole Miss loses to LSU and Mississippi State. Okay, well, nobody nobody's losing LSU except for Mississippi State because they are not very good. LSU is not. Ole Miss is better than LSU. That's no. just the facts. Ole no. Miss is lost. Y'all had eighty five passing yards. We're gonna come back around Auburn. to it when that game when that week comes. But Ole Miss has lost six straight in Baton Rouge and have lost thirteen in the last sixteen. We own them. I mean, as an LSU fan, I wouldn't be worrying about games outside of what's about to happen. I'm week. not worried about that game. We'll get there. We'll go, give us our recap. We'll get there. Give me All right, re, re, did I get one right? You did, but it, was, it wasn't it was your best. Washington, <laughs> you, Washington, UCLA, Jim, you got a point for that. Congratulations. You don't have to text us during the 12, 12 a.m., finale for the Pac-10 um you know garbage time you know game of the week um yes you 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 picked you 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 picked correctly UCLA beat Washington and got a point for it Kentucky Ole Miss despite what you want to happen um you're not getting a point for that Randy and I do we picked Ole Miss Bama at Arkansas um Randy and I were smart and picked Bama uh we get a point for that Jim you picked, picked Arkansas, Arkansas for real? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I actually yeah, do remember did. somebody picking Arkansas. I do remember it, that. It was him. It's on tape. On tape. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it back. I run don't remember picking Arkansas. Back. You picked Ar- Arkansas. You did. You said, "Give me them, give me them hogs." Did you do something to irritate me and get me to make that ridiculous uh, pick? Probably. I would probably pick Arkansas over Alabama. Probably. Um. Oklahoma State Baylor. Jim and I got a point for that. Randy, you picked Baylor. Uh Wake Forest, Florida State. Jim, you picked Florida State. That's another wrong one. Um, Randy and I got two points there. Uh Clemson, North Carolina State. Jim, you're the only one that picked Clemson. Randy, or I'm sorry. I'm oh. the only one. I'm the only one that picked North Carolina State. Yeah. You I, was say, and, I know I picked and Randy got uh Clemson. So you got a point for that. Uh for college. Jim, you ended up with three points this week. Randy, you ended up with four. I ended up with four. That makes our college standings right now. Jim, you're in first with 17, but don't don't get so excited. It's going to be 18 when I find out that I picked Alabama, damn it. <laughs> I should deduct a point for you, you <laughs> arguing this and wanting fucking Kentucky to get a point for losing. <laughs> Jim went undefeated. Yeah. Too so, wrong. So uh, uh, that puts... Randy and I tied uh, for second place. We got 16. We gained we we gained a point on you this week. We were down we were down two. Now we're down one. And next week it, it's all over for y'all you. Y'all were down two. I thought y'all were down three. Uh, we might have been down three. But either either way, we here we are. 
we are are one behind you, you know. So pick pick carefully this week. Pick pick with your head, not your heart. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, not happening. So with that, we got games on deck for this week. Let's get to them. Houston at Memphis. Man, you're gonna throw that one out first. It's Jeez. the first game of the week. It's Friday. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh Jim, who are you taking? Memphis. Memphis, oh. Memphis, Memphis. Randy, who are you taking? Mm. <laughs> Look, that mm. tells me that he wants Houston, but he doesn't want to do it to the city. I gotta <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Tigers. I don't have a lot of faith though. I think it's too much being made about how Houston hasn't been very good, and I just feel like this is the game they get right. I'm going Memphis, man. Memphis, 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 Memphis. I think Memphis is going to figure out offense this week. Daniel Shevich is I, I, I think – no, I, I'm going to go Memphis. I think they figure it out on offense this week, and I think defense – continues to find their identity i think it's it's going to be a scrappy game but i think ultimately um the offense comes back alive and scores points but i think ultimately the defense is what wins the game for the tigers this week give me the tiger going with them tennessee lsu y'all want to hold off on this one or, or, or no, just go with it right go, now go with it right now so Balls I'm, by 50. I'm gonna go ahead and take tennessee um that way I can get out of y'all's way so y'all can do your thing here. Randy's saying balls by 50. Do you really believe by 50 or you, you just think a couple touchdowns are going to take care of these guys and, and, and beyond? Or do you really think it's going to be not a blowout like that, but they're going to win by three touchdowns for sure. Going to go into their house. And, and it's like and breakfast, man. Dom- We're going to eat some bacon, some eggs, you have know- some mimosas. I was talking about Ole Miss earlier and, you know, how many in a row. LSU's won five in a row against Tennessee, seven of the last eight. The last time Tennessee came to town, they actually thought they had won. They celebrated, and then they found out that they had 13 men on the field and they lost. And then I seen a stat today that since 2000, LSU is undefeated in 11 a.m. games. Perfect. So all that to say, he's picking the balls. I'm looking at all these things. You know, they're telling me about how Hendo is, you know, Heisman candidate coming in there. You know, I heard a lot of the same thing when Will Rogers came in and then that atmosphere just got the best of them. So, you know what? Give me LSU. Jim, I want another one. I, I want you. I want you to turn around. Just turn around and take a look. Because that dude ain't walking through the door. He ain't suiting up for those dudes. But this and dude right here is going to make an appearance finally for the first time this season. Kayshawn is going to have a day against that Tennessee secondary who are watching against Florida and is softer than Charmin. The same dude that you gave up on in week one, and he gave up on his team in week one. That dude, the same dude. Because dude won't throw it to him. Daniel is a booty quarterback, and I'm still picking LSU. Wow. Good for you, because that's just going to give Randy and I another game up on you. Arkansas, Mississippi State. Jim, Mississippi State, That's those are your guys outside of LSU. 
Are you uh, rolling with them, or are you going to roll with your other team, Arkansas? Well, this no, week? it's actually easy this week because not only is it in Starville, but KJ Jefferson ain't playing. So give me Mississippi State to roll all day. Randy, mm-hmm. who are you taking? The Bulldogs, just because KJ's out. If KJ was playing, I'd pick Arkansas for sure. I'm going to go Mississippi State. I'm going to more strategic than anything. Randy, if, if KJ was healthy and and they did, in fact, win this game, if you were to, to rank the Western, uh, would you say that Arkansas is the second best team to Bama? Because they were having that discussion on the radio today. No. Who Ole Miss. Them? You think you really think it's Ole Miss? 100%. I said it before the season started. I think yeah. that team is as good as he's had. Mm, I think Jackson Dart didn't even make the top 50 quarterbacks in college football list. He's not. Today. He's not, but they have they have the best. There's not even a question. Yeah, I, I they know have the, the running best back secondary. Room. The I running back agree. room is the best one, and their secondary is the best in the SEC. I look. I know Trey Washington was a guest of this show, and you're trying to you know do that, but eh. no, nah, I don't do that to our guests, as you can see. I ain't. I hope the Braves lose in the first round. Boom, <laughs> roasted. All right, TCU and Kansas. This is an interesting matchup. Um, four and zero, four and zero TCU. 5-0 and Kansas, both are ranked, um, both come in undefeated. Game day in Lawrence, Kansas for the first time ever. You know, I I don't know how I feel about this, but Randy, who, who are you taking? Give me those horn frogs. Still not a believer in Kansas. They win ugly. I don't like it. TCU blows them out. Yep. Jim, who are you taking? That that's what I'm picking, and that's my thought process too. I thought maybe I would think that since Kansas was hosting game day, they would get all hyped up and they'd find a way to win. And I was gonna get TCU all by myself on this, and then apparently not. Nah. Well, I'm going with Kansas. Somebody had to. I I I think I mean the over under 68 and a half points. Daniel, can I tell you something? As a, as a guy with a Memphis flag behind you, I realize it's a different sport, but after the Mario Chalmers shot, can you really pick Kansas in anything? That's dirty. I mean, this is, like I said, when it comes to pick them, it's <laughs> very strategic. It's it's like gambling. Like, sometimes you, you bet on teams that you just don't like, hence the reason we've bet on Wisconsin before. Don't like them, but we did it anyway. We haven't done a parlay in a long time. Do I need to head? Do I need to head and make us uh, make us one this weekend? We need to discuss. Yeah, we'll 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 look at it. We'll look at it and see. Utah, UCLA, Jim, you you correctly took UCLA um, of the Pac-10 garbage time game of the week at 10 p.m. Who are you going with this week? Utah or UCLA in the Pac-10? Pack 12, whatever you want to call it, game of the week, garbage time at 10 p.m. My question for you before I pick, over under 50% of the stadium has a crowd in it. Under. Under. <laughs> ain't nobody going to that game. Uh, give me Utah. Oh, man, man. you just threw your, your dudes yeah, under the bus. They're right out. Yep, get on out. Randy, who you got? Man, okay, I was going to Utah because I thought he'd go the other way, but now I think I got to take a step back and give me the Bruins. Oh, you're going to go the the UCLA Bruins. I'm going to go Utah. Utah it is for me. That brings us to Florida State, North Carolina State. Um, both teams, uh, 
lost last week. Um, played two good teams, really good teams. Um, but you know, for me, I think I think NC State's the team that I'm going with. Um, I think they're better. I don't. I don't. I think FSU. As much as you know, we say it all the time. We like Norvell, but I just, I just don't know how good those guys really are. Um, but Jim, who are you taking? Florida State. FSU. Randy. Wolfpack, baby. So I'm gonna get LSU. no games. I'm gonna get LSU on y'all. Nope. That's the get... least likely to happen. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold a lead this week. After this week, there we go. Let's go. You know, it, is this gonna do? Do you need to put it on record now that you know if LSU has four interceptions, they still you should still get a point. You know why LSU won't have four interceptions? Jaden Daniels don't throw the ball enough to throw four picks. He run, he runs all day. Mm, Tennessee got the number one run defense in the SEC. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. I, I mean, I don't really have any ducks in this race. Latrell said he did give him he did give him his flowers because he talked about how he saw how he just looks at the first option, takes off and runs. But he said that man is so fast. He is that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we knock out almost every quarterback in the first half. So, oh, dude, you ain't gonna hurt my feelings. I it's hope we do Nussmeyer. get there. Insert Nussmeyer, baby. Slaying that rock. I would so much rather have Nuss playing against Tennessee. So much. I, that dude is a statue in the pocket. Arm is trash. Reads are trash. Arm is trash. He can throw the ball far. It's not accurate. Oh. It's not accurate. Oh, he, It's like, I mean, you know what that looks like. You got Jameis Winston as your quarterback. Throw it far. It's not <laughs> accurate. No, Andy Dalton's my quarterback, dog. He's slinging that thing. Well, is he? Uh, Oh, I actually think he should be. It's 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 up in the air on who's going to be the star this week. I'm I'm convinced the red rifle is back, baby. Hey, maybe maybe Daniel was convinced of that for about one week too. Yeah, but Daniel's the, got the, the best quarterback the new, in the NFL. The new red red rifle is back, Cooper Rush. No, um, let let's talk about it. I mean, obviously NFL. I mean, we're. No, you're the hey, you're the one that asked the questions. I'm flipping this on you right immediately. You okay. told me you needed to see three games. Well, here we are, Daniel. Three games, three wins. Are you convinced? When the defense is playing the way that they're playing, your quarterback doesn't always have to be that good. So am I convinced that Cooper Rush is like what? What is the question? He if he's the guy, if he's better than Dak, or it's not even is he better than Dak? Is he the guy? Is the question. So in other words, so we know Dak is out this week. Let's just hypothetic, and and we're gonna get to the pick. Him. If they beat the Rams and he has another good game and they're four and zero, could you feasibly pull him? I, I, no, I couldn't. Yeah, not, I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't the, Will Day. It wasn't Will not, Day. I'm asking with you. Yeah. Not going, you know, against the Eagles the next week. Because he, here's the way it breaks down. You've got a really tough matchup. I mean, obviously the Rams are struggling, but this week's a very tough matchup for them. And I think it's not a must win, but if you lose, 
the next week is a must win, you know, not do or die, but you don't want to fall two games behind the Eagle. You don't. Right. Um, then, then it just kind of solidifies what people say you are, which is you're just playing for a wild card. But either way, looking at, looking back at, at last week, um, you know, it's hard to say how good the commanders really are. Um, but what I will say is the Cowboys defense is really good. And when your defense is good in, in, in the NFL, your offense only has to be okay. And they're going to give you a chance to win. And that that's what I see happening is the defense has been really good and kept them in the game. And Cooper rush hasn't done anything crazy to make any kind of, he hasn't lost the game for them, so to speak. So, um, you know, I, I hope the same thing continues, and I think it's going to have to continue. I'm not sold on how good the Rams' offense actually is this week, but, you know, just kind of recapping last week, I thought the Cowboys are, 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 are looking good. I mean, they're winning games with a guy that people didn't know if they could win games with. So. The, the only defense that I could think, I'm trying to think, right off the top of my – because Buffalo's been banged up. Denver's defense has been legit – um, I'm trying to think, Randy. Uh, man, the Bucks, the Bucks defense should be that. It should be that, but the, the, and that was the thing. If they would, if Dallas would have had any offense, the way Dallas's defense looks about against the Bucks is just a, an example of what they look like against a, a a great offense. But I mean, Dallas hasn't looked bad yet, and yes, the Commanders, like you said, may not be very good. I'm just trying to think. Other than like Denver or Buffalo, I'm trying to think of a defense that has looked as good as as Dallas, and I'm really struggling. I don't know, Randy. Am I forgetting somebody? No, that's they're they are the best defense. They have the best defender. They are the best defense. Yeah. So, thinking about recaps, Jim, are you are you, are you ready for the Saints? Are you, are you physically and emotionally ready for the recap of last week? Or do you just want to put it behind you, put it to bed, and just kind of move on? No, I gotta, I gotta get into this. You know, because I think you, Randy might want to just do that with with his recap of his. Yeah, we can skip mine. No, you you once you once made a vi- had a video made for me by one Gene Steratore, and when he uh, he doubles down on Mike Ferreira and Mark Sanchez, who was the commentator of the game, and said that there was back to back atrocious calls which then led to the go-ahead touchdown for Minnesota. Um, I'm sick and tired. Y'all hate me complaining about the refs. It's not L- – you don't ever hear me saying it when it comes to LSU. It's the Saints thing. I don't know what the NFL has against the Saints, man, but there is nobody who gets and, – and they actually showed a stat. They have been the most penalized team in their set by their secondary over the past how many every years. They get – they called – um, hands to the face against Justin Jefferson when it would have been fourth down and they'd have been punting with five minutes left. And he didn't even get his face touched. He got his shoulder pad touched. And then the pass interference that was called, Thielen had a hold of Lattimore's face mask. And somehow it got called on him. And to Ferreira's point, if you were going to even call that, he goes, that's why I hate the NFL rule now. There's nothing we can do about this. He goes, because they went from the the 49 to the one-yard line on a call that was questionable, and they were able to punch in. So that pissed me off. But I will say this. If y'all want me to just not make, like, complete excuses on the refs, 
Justin Jefferson fucking, you know, I sit there talking about how Lattimore owns Evans. Dude, what Justin Jefferson did to Lattimore all day um, was, man, like, Lattimore probably had trouble sleeping that night. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. Like, he just absolutely made him look stupid. Um, the defense of the Saints, man, has not lived up to, to par. Um, they only have four sacks through four games. So it's pretty alarming. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know how good this team is. Obviously, Andy Dalton did come in, look pretty solid. He didn't have Michael Thomas, didn't have Alvin Kamara. And guys, y'all can't dismiss that. Didn't have your best receiver, didn't have best running back. I'm not mad about the quarterback missing. But why? I, I don't know. Why did Kamara not play? Uh, it, dude, he was fine all week. That's why I even traded for him in fantasy. And then he just decided not to not to play. Um, I think the referees had something to do with that. No, the referees had nothing to do with it. And I'm kind of I'm kind of scared, guys, at this point in the season because do y'all remember how Michael Thomas tapped out last last year? Well, Michael Thomas didn't practice today, and Kamara was limited. And I'm starting to worry that these boys are going to start saying this team ain't going to be shit. Let's just say we're still banged up and can't play. Um, so I'm worried about. But the the bright spot, you know, because he's on your fantasy team, Olive is uh he's a baller, man. And and to Randy's guy, Callaway, hey, you know, he made it look like Michael Thomas kind of, you know, wasn't necessary. Like he was doing what he was doing last year. He he can be a guy that is your one or your two. So I don't know. I see some I see some things. I see some potential, but they're just not finishing games. Yeah. And in this league, you got to finish games for sure. Randy, the Colts are not finishing games. What? You know, I we'll get to our re, our, our pickums from last week, but I we can get I went to those, with, I I went with the Colts because you told me. Well, they. I mean, we did just watch them, we did just watch them beat the Chiefs, dude. Like, I mean, I it mean, wasn't wrong to think. Let me tell you something, man. It's no longer death taxes and beating the Titans because that's like five in a row we've lost to the Titans. I think it's the Colts suck, and they can only beat the Chiefs. They turn the ball over. I think Matt Ryan has nine fumbles this year, and I'm not putting that all on Matt Ryan. I'm he's he's running for his life, and he's 72, so it's hard. And his walker. And didn't you tell me Pittman's also clearly injured out there? Pittman's a little banged receiver. up. All all everything. Jonathan Taylor, he's out this week. He's got a high ankle sprain. So it's not getting any better, DB. Let's get into the pickums. And hey, you're you're only 24 hours from them playing against, like I just said, the team. I look, they're statistically the second best defense. So that's does that's not good when JT's out, Matt Ryan's playing bad, and Pittman's banged up. This is the game that they win because the Broncos also aren't very good. You know, I I went to the Bucks game and the whole time, like my buddies and I, while we were there, were asking. How did the Colts beat this team? <laughs> As bad. They've owned them. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, we own the Chiefs. And I guess that's it. Do you know death, how you, death taxes and, and beating the Chiefs? Do, do you know? Because you said the Denver comment, Randy. I saw a great stat you love today. You know, I know you've seen all the memes with the comparison of Geno and, and Wilson and the amount of money they make and all that. But they said that Geno Smith can go out there and throw his next 34 passes in the dirt and he'll still have a better completion percentage than Russell Wilson. He's really he's been he's been really good. It's amazing what happens when you don't put a needle through his lungs. <laughs> very, very Oh, is that Tyrod Taylor? That was yeah, Tyrod Taylor, but it's still funny. 
Gino has been real and uh, no bullshit. He's that dude's been really good. And the Seahawks, I kind of said this before the season started. You that people slept on him when you got a coach like Pete Carroll who's not ready to give up. Like they're they're not bad. And, and I'll tell you, look, they got the Saints on deck. And I'll tell you this because I think I got it in the pick'em. They he actually got thrown in when Russell Wilson got hurt. That was his first start last year, and he struggled bad. Now that he's playing well. This is probably a game that he's got circled looking for redemption because he did play so poorly and he is playing so well now. He probably would like to get some get back on the way he played against the Saints the last time. Think about this, too. You go from Justin Jefferson to DK Metcalf. That's a tough back-to-back. DK was awesome last week. Well, let's let's look at our, our picks from last week, you know, First game on, on on the deck was Vikings and Saints. We all went to the, went with the Vikings. Great job, guys. We all got a point. Uh, then it was the Dolphins. Jim Pitt, wait, wait, wait. Jim I picked hedged, the I Vikings. My bet. That's he, awful. Yeah, he he picked the Vikes. He did. Um, then it was Dolphins and Bengals. Um, Jim, you and I picked the Bengals. We got a point for that. Um, Randy, you picked the Dolphins. But looking at that man, like. If Tua doesn't get hurt, was he still very effective? No. No, no, I don't think so. It, was it was it clear when the game started and as it progressed that he wasn't a hundred percent? Yeah, I think he was never I don't think he ever should have played to start with. I think we get into that, but he wasn't he clearly wasn't himself. He didn't have that same like the whip to it, I didn't think. I think that I should get a win for that, I think. <laughs> and I mean Bridgewater came in and didn't look bad. I mean, they scored the first drive he came in. I mean, he hit a long pass to Hill. I mean, he, Teddy I mean, two gloves, baby. I mean, I we just, know Teddy can we know Teddy can play. I just remember, and I, I guess I forgot that he was on that team, or I don't know, but he's bounced between when, fourteen when, and two years. When he when he walked out there, I go, Is that Teddy B? Teddy B. Say, say it ain't Teddy B. Sure enough, that was him strutting on out there. Um, but Bills, Ravens, Jim, uh, you and I picked up a point with the Bills. Randy went with the Ravens. Titans, Trash. Titans and Colts, man. We all were drinking that Kool-Aid you was giving us. We all picked the Colts, Randy. We None of us got a point. Let's Hold double on. down. Hold on, I can mean, I take a step back on that, that Ravens? I got a question for you, Randy. The Ravens, for the second time in the second half, for a first – uh, who was that they, they, they blew it the to? The Dolphins. Okay, yeah, so they were up 21. And this one, they were up 20 to three. Um, Both times, offense just looked – and you because you were talking about adjustments earlier when we were talking about um, college football. Um, Is that is that teams making great adjustments to that, that Baltimore offense? Because both times, you know, they got shut out in those games in the second half. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That's two times they've given up a 17-point lead in the second half. It's crazy. That defense, and you think the defense would be good because it's the Ravens, but they're not. The offense, when they're rolling in the first half, and it's not like they're alone. The Titans are the same way. The Titans have been outscored, and it's more now because the Colts outscored them in the second half too, like I think 14 to nothing. But 64 plus 20, so it's like 80 to 7. The Titans have been outscored in the second half, and the Ravens have a similar thing. So – uh, a guy said something to me the other day that kind of made sense to me. He said, you know, when they said we didn't need all those preseason games, maybe they were wrong because a lot of this football we've seen in the first couple of weeks has been preseason. Like may- maybe it was on to something. I don't know. We've seen some weird shit though. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
we all we all lost uh we, we should have lost a point but we just didn't gain a point for the for the colts picking that debacle chiefs and bucks you guys both went with the chiefs i went with the bucks i was there and it was bad it was ugly um you know it's it's apparent it looks old that, yeah it but that game, I don't know that it goes the way it does if they don't fumble that opening kickoff. In the because not only do the Chiefs score, but they they got the ball first in both halves, basically. And I mean that that changes oh, no. everything. The it, Chiefs did whatever they wanted to do. I get yeah. that, but Daniel, does it not change when you went from having the ball to the Chiefs beat up seven nothing two minutes in? Yeah, I mean it's it sucks knowing that you can barely get a beer and get to your seat before the chiefs are scoring a touchdown. Um, I will say it was to my, to my guy. So, you know, <laughs> I, that, that was okay. Um, but if you are, if you're the Bucks and you're supposed to be a contender, shit like that can't phase you. You can't let that sit. You can't say, Oh, we lost a game because we, did something boneheaded and turned the ball over and they ended up. I know, but it just felt like they got behind the eight ball early. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that because they came right back and got a field goal. So it's seven, three. Yeah. And then every time the chiefs had the ball, they scored a touchdown. They weren't, I mean, in the first half and then second half, they had some field goals. I, I think the chiefs are just, that was who they are. They're yeah. much better than the bus yeah. right now. I agree with that. And, and, How many and times in an NFL game do you see 420 yards of offense? And can, Not very often. Can I tell you who we give the shout-out to uh, other than Patty Mahomes? Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been amazing this year. And more so, if you would have ever told me he was going to run Devin White over, I told you you're a fucking liar. And he did it. Well, he did. Devin White was not sharp either. Um, defense was just ugly. But, yeah, it, it, was, it was apparent that the Chiefs looked better, were faster, uh, more physical, and – it was just a, a bad overall showing for the Bucks that night. Uh, Rams and 49ers. Jim, you're the only one that got a point. You're the only one that picked the Rams, dude, for the 49ers. Five, that was strategic. Five, I can't believe five, I didn't pick yeah. my team. Five out of six this week? Is that what you're telling me? And the only one I lost so, is Randy's team sucks? So this is how it, this is how it broke down. Um, yep. Jim, you got five points this week. Randy got two, and I got three. Um <laughs> The score for NFL, Jim, you got 11. Randy's got 10. I got seven. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty bad. Pretty bad. Wait, I hold on. I was I, ahead. No, not in NFL. I was winning in both because no. I bragged about it on last episode. Yeah. You lied. You weren't winning in both. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I was. How? How could it be? I he was. was. He was. So He's. How Currently total, like if you add the college and the pro together, Jim's got 28 points. Randy's got 26. I got 23. That's how it shakes out. No, I understand that. But On the pro, where are we he, at? Just pro. I had the. You are up. By one. But I just beat him by. Right. I was, all, I was winning last pick. I was winning last week. I was. Yep. Uh, I was definitely – I know 100% I was winning NFL because when you said it, I was like, I don't want to say nothing because I was definitely winning NFL last week. Because the first him, week – When I didn't, he read them off, I was winning both. Uh, no, I nah. I think – I have to go back and look. I have it written down on my other sheet, but I put it in my binder. I was winning NFL because the first week I didn't miss any. Second week I only missed one. 
Jim, believe it or not, you you, you are winning now. You 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 are winning now, and you were not winning last week, and you don't win every game. You don't. I had a lead in both. I promise. No. Oh, don't Definitely. worry. I'll I'll know by the hundred percent. I'll, I'll know. I was winning after this show's over. I was winning NFL. Well, I mean, let's go now. Give me the Colts go? again. Come with me, boys. <laughs> we, are we going to drink that Kool-Aid again? No, don't drink it. Dave poisoned. Randy, so Randy had eight points last week. You had six. That is eight more than six. Yes, it is. Okay. So with your six so and you're your saying five I had, this week. So you're saying I only had six right through three weeks. Yes, I'm saying that. I had worse than that. I only had four right. So statistically, you're about telling that? me I was 33%. Oh, calm bullshit. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Which, All right. I mean, move, we we read these everywhere. Let's go. Colts, Broncos. Colts, Broncos. Who are you taking, Randy? Are you doing it? You going? You going there? No, man. I'm going with the uh, Denver Broncos. The Broncos. They got to. Pr- My Colts got to prove something to me, boys. If I lose that game, I'm happy. You're happy. You're hedging your bet here. You're 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 hoping for the best. I just I don't understand how a team can beat the Chiefs and not beat the Broncos. Well, that was like a real case of the Chiefs beating themselves because they kept yeah. turning the ball over. True. But is Denver really that good? No, they are not good. One and two, two and two. They're at home. Uh, all right. I guess I'll take the Broncos as much as I don't like those dudes. All right. Jim, who are you taking? Broncos, bro. I got Wilson, Judy, and Melvin Gordon in the lineup. F the Colts up. Saints and Seahawks. Jim, who you got? You, you going to go there? You, you, you taking your boys? Hmm. Andy Dalton. Lead I hope it's charge. Andy Dalton. I hope it's Andy Dalton. Um, I'm not hedging my bets this week. I'm taking Saints. Wow. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I wish I knew if Alvin Kamara is playing. That's some... <coughs> Randy. Who you got? Seahawks. The Hawks show. Chargers and the Browns. I put this one here on here on purpose. I'm I'm taking the Chargers. Good, and I know he will too. Let's go. Who are you taking, Randy? I'm gonna go. All right, so we're talking. No, West don't you East. do. I picked this game because I thought we'd be opposite. West Coast going East Coast. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. It never works out well. Let's. Uh, they just got beat by like uh, somebody bad. Who was it? Give me Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I knew he's putting on Chargers. Jimmy Browns and Nick Chubb's going to have a career day. Lock this shit up. All right. Cowboys and Rams. Jim, who you got? (laughs) Cooper Rush versus Cooper Cup. Who's the better Cooper? I think that's easy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's not even close. Uh, give me the Rams. Uh, Randy, who you got? The boys. Give me the boys. Cooper Rush, 4-0, baby. Let's go. 
I'm, I'll say I'll say this, Daniel. Uh, of the how many ever points y'all have given me that actually y'all have counted, the Cowboys have got me three. I know I've picked them the last three, so I picked them the first week too. Actually, they got me L then, but yeah, the the time that I have picked the Cowboys, I've or the time that I did not pick the Cowboys, I lost. The times that I did pick the Cowboys, I won. So pretty simple. I'm picking the Cowboys. Give me the boys. Them boys, all of them, especially number 11. He's pretty good. All right. Bengals, Ravens. What is up with the Bengals, dude? They even, even when they win, I just don't think they look good. Jim, that's, that's, that's your, that's your guy. Like it, it can't just be the offensive line, right? What is up with those dudes? Man, I don't, I mean, they look uninspired, and the offensive line is a big problem, but uh, the T. Higgins being the primary target is the biggest surprise to me. Um, but, you know, their defense is just okay. That's why this game will be interesting um, because, as Randy said, the Ravens actually um, are giving up the most yards. So um, you got two defenses that – um, aren't particularly great, and the Bengals, who if they are jiving, can put up points. The Ravens obviously can put up points. Um, I think this thing's going to get uh, as long as there isn't bad weather or anything. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. Ooh. So who you take? It's uh, I'm taking the Bengals. I believe the Ravens are going to win, but be- before the season, we picked division winners, and Randy picked the Ravens to win the division. I picked the Bengals. So, in order for me to be right over Randy, I need the Bengals to win this game. All right, Randy, who you take? Ravens Sunday night game at home. Give me the Ravens. So, the Ravens have not won a home game. Um, true this season, and what I think they have to do is. This is not a do or die must win, but in regards to the the fan base and seeing their team play the way they've played the past two weeks, in that regard, I think that it's it's a must win for the Ravens. So I'm I'm picking the Ravens. Um, interesting note just within their division because obviously whoever wins this takes the lead in the division. They showed the Steelers' upcoming schedule, who sit at one and three. And their next five games may be the hardest five-game stretch I've seen. And so I just want to tell you guys, you know, Mike Tomlin, we all agree, arguably maybe the best coach in the league. My man is going to have his first losing season. Yeah, but who's his quarterback? I get that. Pick it, baby. I get that, but he's always found a way to win. I'm just saying, I'm this isn't a knock on Tomlin. I'm just hey, telling you it's gonna happen. You said who's his quarterback, like he didn't run out there with fucking Mason Rudolph. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, they in the off season they 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 had the opportunity to get something, and they went with fucking Mitch Trubisky, and then they Mike Hughes said that was going to work out, bro. I thought it would too. It worked out against the Bengals. Mm. Yeah. Well, let let's let's be real. I mean, that game was lost on many levels by both teams. <laughs> It set I us mean, back. Yes, yes. I did. honestly thought that game was in in time. Remember, I remember texting y'all saying we're gonna have two ties in week one. Yep. All right, Raiders, Chiefs. 
I'm going to make it easy. Chiefs, they're going to beat the decent quarterback. <laughs> Randy, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs too, but I do think it's going to be closer than we think. I think it's going to be further than we think. I mean, they're not playing. I mean, look, the Raider. What the Raiders are going to do is put on a garbage time touchdown to make it look closer, like the Bucks did. Yeah, eh, maybe, maybe so. Jim, who you got? Chiefs. It's a sweep. We're all taking. There the wasn't. Chiefs. There wasn't too many tough matchups where I could find we could pick against each other. So I. I mean, I put the Monday night game on there. Just put it there. Yeah, probably a, a good one. A good one. All right, guys. Man, that's that's all the sports on the docket, man. So it's a big week for all of our teams, a big week for sports in general. We got the playoffs in baseball coming up. But uh before we get out of here, Jim, last call. You got anything? Yeah, man. Shout out to you. Seeing the pictures. Uh you know, my favorite part of the competition, the CrossFit competition you're in, isn't that you finish second. I'm proud of you for that, but it's got to be the video of Bella cheering you on. It just doesn't get any better than that. Pulls all the heartstrings, makes it worthwhile. You could have finished first. You could have finished last. It doesn't matter because you're a winner on that note alone. Well, I appreciate that. And, yeah, um, you know, it, it makes doing those things on a, like, way more fun and just it's meaningful on a different level especially when my kids doing the same movements that i'm doing right there with me working as hard as i was and not breaking a sweat i don't know so maybe, maybe she's got a little a little future in her but yeah that's had a lot of fun shout out to crossfit train harder man very smooth fun you know run on time competition so had a lot of fun i'll definitely do it again randy anything last call we get out of here right no man shout out to you db on the crossfit man i always never wanted to be the best at exercising but shout out to you for doing it man you got it man he's doing I enough know. for all of us randy doing, doing it for everybody just just trying to i'll be out there looking like longer. bella man go go i'll even call you daddy if that's what you really want get your <laughs> <laughs> that'd be weird kind of weird yeah I mean, a little bit <laughs> i mean but you, in the moment you would take it though yeah, I, I just I just have to deal with it. I'd be like, uh, he's just, I, I'd be like, he's just playing. I just I'm just imagining be I'm just imagining people spectating and Randy's yelled out, "Daddy!" And, no, it'd be worse like, than that. I would go, <laughs> "Daddy!" <laughs> and we have officially done an in off the bench, off the rails episode. Uh, there we go. All right, guys, let's get up out of here. I want to thank our. Hold guests. up, real quick before you go. Oh, oh, anybody Breaking that news? lives in the city of Bartlett. All of our Bolton High School alum, even if you're not, if you went to Bartlett like a loser, vote Casper Briggs, Alderman, position number one. Yeah. You need to get out there. You need to go get your sticker. Vote or go, die. Go to your local polling place, the library, the school, the rec center, wherever it's at. If you're in Bartlett. You better get up in there. Alderman, position one, Casper Briggs. If you if you if you're not voting Casper Briggs, you, it's like you're 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 picking the Colts to win. It's just just not a good look. It's mm. not. I kid, Randy. But seriously, go out vote vote Casper Briggs. 
good dude. He's going to make the alderman position proud for sure. He's for the people. Randy, what's his what's his slogan? What is what is his campaign motto? This get loud tonight. <laughs> it's who's coming with me. Nah, man. If you want to hear it, go on YouTube. Look up Bart Bartlett Alderman Forum. Hear his speech. It was great. Ten guys went out there, did their thing. So Emily Garrett, you better be listening. Uh, I don't think anybody else lives in Bartlett. I don't even know. Saw a lot of Bolton alum people at the Bartlett Festival. Just just don't worry about the campaign motto. Just come vote Casper Briggs. Out with yeah. the old, in with the new. That's our motto. Yeah, there you go. Make it easy. Make it quick. Vote Casper Briggs, and, and, and it'll all be good, man. Uh, speaking of good, we had another great episode. You know, we had two good guys chatting. Jack Dallas coming back. What was this, Jim? Their third time? Fourth time? No, that, time? that's Jack's second time. That will be Chad's fourth man he is that he is now the leader in the clubhouse leader in the clubhouse and if you if you like hearing their story or you just like hearing us average shows talk x's and o's please like and share the podcast on facebook retweet us on twitter listen and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor as always comments ratings and feedback is always welcome we'll see you folks next week we got another big one coming at you we're back with baseball we got episode 19 where we're going to be talking to brandon johnson kansas city royals prospect this has been the in off the bench podcast as always remember strong body sharp minds grit and grind all the time we out <laughs>